the states are losing their jobs, their health care, their homes, their dignity. Lies are weapons of mass destruction. Tax me, rob me, take my money, use it to pay off the debts from the war. Watch me, track me, trace my Tuscan from the intelhub.com. You're listening to the first 52 on RAS Radio.
What is the truth? Sometimes we ask that question. You guys are listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio, live.com. Uh, you can find us on TuneIn at Raz Radio, uh, Raz Radio, corrected. It's Saturday, December 15th, coming live from FEMA Region 4, down in uh, sunny southwest Florida. Uh, I'm sure you all out there listening and in the wonderful world of internet radio, and truckers going down the road, and um, guys sitting at home with their kids. I'm sure we all know what happened this week. Obviously, uh, a lot of our, our conversation tonight is uh, is going to revolve around a lot of that. Uh, so just be prepared for that. We will open up the phone lines uh, later on. We do have a guest this evening. Uh, Jessica Beckwith will be joining us in the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, in case you didn't notice, there was no can of fornication tonight. Blind James is uh, traveling my way. The big old party on Monday. 
So with all that fun stuff said, let's uh, let's see who we might have have hanging around with us. First of all, of course, we know we have Lexi. How do you do? We're doing wonderful, baby. And on the other side of the island here, uh, we have our our two favorite fellows, Four Toads, with us again. No, oh, you know, I guess I should probably remember to turn you guys up. Go ahead, Four Toad. <laughs> what's up? What's up? There you, there you are. Now yeah. we can hear you. And uh, back by popular demand and very few requests, we have our buddy Shifty. <laughs> yeah, if you don't turn the microphone on, Shifty, I can see your mouth moving, but I can't hear a word that you're saying. No, you're 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 dead, nope. brother. Nothing. <laughs> I was just messing with you. <laughs> I'm <dead>. right here. <laughs> uh-huh. Just so you know, Shifty, that little show that you put on was only for me and Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this, I know, but I'll tell you, I was actually tossing this around. I need to think of like something cool to say when people throw it to me, because you know people throw it to me a lot lately. Uh, I've been doing a, a lot of different things, as a lot of people know. I need to come up with something cool to say, like. Like my eyes are are, are are shifting real fast right now. Or here's uh, an idea: next time, try something. Right, that that would be the first place to start. All right, just, just for future reference. This is called radio. All right. I'm just, yeah, I'm just if I can get you to freak out and turn around and start playing with your board and everything. Oh uh, yeah, that's real nice. You know, I I got a child to put to bed before the show. Sometimes you know, I don't need extra stress. By from- the way, uh, uh, thanks. We uh, it appears we may or may not have uh, some new listeners tonight. Uh, and uh, and thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, let's see if we can uh, let's see if we can do something good for you. Yeah, we're looking forward to, to having a good show. Uh, like I said, we got Je- Jessica Beckwith with us later on. Uh, we got you two here now, and Lexi, of course. Uh, and we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, Did you say U2's here? So what? Did you say you two is here? Because if so, I would like to tell Bono that uh, he is indeed a fucking asshole. Yeah, you two is here. <laughs> Keep listening for him. I'll, I'll let him know when you. Uh, I'll let you know when he starts talking. Um, as as we know, there was a a pretty sad event yesterday. Um, Twenty children, six adults, uh, perished at the hands of a of a crazy person, uh, and we're seeing a lot of this uh, type I of. I thought it was the gun's fault. <laughs> well, those of us sitting here don't believe that. So let me finish my little thing here. Be quiet. Um, many a children died. Some adults died. Um, a lot of attention has been brought to it. We see this way too way too often anymore. Um, and like Dave said, I thought it was the gun's fault. No, it's not the gun's fault. Um, there were laws in place, and, and we'll get deep into this as we as we start talking about this. There's, there was laws in place that he had broke um, three laws just to be there with those weapons. Um, so gun control or gun laws, you know, were in place. Uh, and as we know, people who want to do harm uh, and people who want to do evil don't care about laws. Uh, and so that's why I hate when this goes straight to, to um, debates about laws and, and regulations and rules. And uh, that's why when I called Shannon's show on, on Friday, um, I didn't want to go down the conspiracy route. And, and, and to be honest, sitting right now, um, I've seen a lot of changes in the story. I've seen a lot of things that are questionable, but we haven't really gotten any any true figures from anybody meaningful yet. I sat and watched the first um, the first press conference with uh, Lieutenant what was his name Lieutenant Paul Vance from the uh, Connecticut State Police. That was about 
uh, he was like 70 or 80 minutes late, so I think it was around 10.30 when I finally saw that. Yeah, they were supposed to come on at 8, and I know about quarter after they were announcing that he'd be coming on, so... Yeah, so he came on real late, and uh, he really didn't have much to say uh, as far as information-wise. What I got from the press conference or the news conference... Um, that the families, each family member has been assigned officers um, to stay with them and protect their privacy and protect their uh, their right to grieve, which I got no problem with that. Um, they got a crisis intervention team through one of the hospitals that'll be in town for people. I don't know, Shifty, if you have any of these phone numbers or maybe you could pull them up as we're talking about in case we have anybody from Connecticut area listening, um, provide that information. Of course. Uh, um they're expecting another at least day and a half to two days at the scene. Um, they just got the the last of the bodies out this morning, from what I understand, uh, which which brings a question as we get into this that I have in my head. Uh, originally, this morning in the news, when I first put Fox News on and all these news stations that were, were talking about all the stuff going on, all of a sudden there's all these extra weapons being found and... and uh, you know, they found these extra guns that, that they didn't know where they came from. And, of course, one of the first things he addressed was that uh, those reports of extra weapons uh, were false. There were three weapons involved, one of which, from what I gather on the reports I've read, never even left the car. From what I've read, the uh, AR-15 never left the vehicle. Uh, and he only had the two handguns. Uh, it was a Glock and a SIG. Uh, did anybody hear anything different? No. No. Dave, you cut out there. Just give me it back. I said the same thing. No, I, I heard uh, that the, the AR was in the car. Okay. I just want to make you, sure. But, you know, the, the thing is, is, I mean, when you think about the semantics of if, you know, if you were going to do something like that or, you know, thinking about how somebody does something like that, something the size of an AR-15 is just not really, I mean, it's a scary weapon. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean... If your goal is to do as much harm as possible, I don't think that that's really the smartest way to go because, you know, it, it, so not that, you know, I want to help anybody think about how to make their way through it. But the thing is, is, is that AR-15 jams and you're done and I mean, you can't carry more than that. So I think that's why a lot of times you don't see those assault rifles used in these types of situations. You see multiple handguns. Well, anybody who knows how to fire, um, do you know what sport stands for? Anybody on the, on the line here know what sport means? No. I think you do. Okay. Sport is, uh, is uh, and I'm, I'm sure Trucker Mike is screaming at his, uh, at his uh, phone right now as he's listening, because I know he's listening. Um, God damn it. <laughs> sport is, is a term we use in the military to remind us of how to unjam our weapon. And it's supposed to take us, I believe it's less than five seconds, I think is the, the, the process. And it, it stands for slap the magazine, meaning make sure that magazine is up. Um, pull your charging handle. Observe down the chamber to make sure you don't have any jams. Release the charging handle and tap the uh, forward assist. So that's yeah, what sport. What, what, the point is, it's very easy to unjam the weapon. I'm sorry, I went off on a little tangent with that. Yeah, well, for any of us that have fired guns, which I have plenty of times, uh, we know how to do that. We know how to unjam a semi-automatic weapon. Right, and apparently this kid was a very good shot. Um, so that's something to think about. Uh, and and also Shifty, I'm just I'm just reiterate or uh, challenging back what Shifty had said about why the we don't see those weapons used as often. Um, if you have a AR-15, which is basically a, a civilian style M16, um, 
if you were to set that up, and they're very interchangeable, a lot of them you can do a lot of different things with. You could set that up to a jungle mode, let's call it, uh, or, or an urban assault mode, more like an M4, which would have a short barrel. It would have a short collapsible stock. And they're very, uh, very maneuverable, and they're very easy to hide, especially up north. Remember, this was up north. It's wintertime. You could very right. easily get in anywhere uh, with one of those done up, especially if you had it on uh, the proper type of sling. They have uh, uh, slings that don't go over your shoulder or, or hold it over your back, but they actually hold it down to your side. And all you have to do is reach down for it. It's right there underneath your arm. So and I don't, I'm not saying this guy had all this preparation. I'm just saying they are very, very um, good weapons for this kind of thing. Uh, you know, and every time I see something like this, I always think, of, and, and I don't know if I'm just an especially sick fuck or not, but I always kind of go through these things in my mind and I think, like, how could, you know, there have not been 70 people dead, you know? I mean, not that not that I want that to happen, but in my mind, it's almost kind of like, like the movie theater guy. Like, to me, you get all those people backed up against the corner and every last one of them's gone. Like, I don't know how people get away. It's amazing to me. Well, you hope yeah, that people if, respond. If you, if you think about it, there's not a lot of wounded. He, he had a high kill ratio. Right. Well, and we're talking about we're talking about little kids here, first of all, who who uh, five to ten years old, um, who who really don't know what to do, don't know how to respond, probably didn't know what the heck to do, seeing what they just saw, probably froze up completely. I, I mean, I, I it's like Mike. Imagine Mike. Imagine Mikey uh, in that room. You know, that's only a year from where Mikey is. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's horrific. And don't get me wrong, like I, I you know, I, I think about these things, and I I don't want to glorify it at the slightest bit but I always think about these things and I think we're lucky that the number was actually as low as it was because uh, a really trained guy would have you know I mean imagine what a really trained guy could do and and imagine imagine, Ram- imagine what Rambo could do in an elementary school uh, imagine what would have happened if the principal or the teacher or uh, somebody in that building was armed maybe there would have only been four deaths or five deaths so um all these shootings we've been seeing recently also all happen in uh in gun safe zones gun free zones gun free zones gun safe zones meaning there's there, you know some some areas call them that also yeah, uh, well that worked out for the gun free zone uh, yeah i just don't think that that matters in the slightest bit i mean except for the second amendment uh uh you know, argument. I mean, I really just don't think that it matters, and and maybe that is the argument you're trying to make. But I mean, to me, you know, I I accidentally recently went into an NFL stadium. And I didn't realize that I had a, a hunting knife on me uh, that I just carry on me to open boxes and stuff, and I just walked right in like it was nothing. I was like, holy shit! And they actually uh, wanted me on my way in, and it right. still happened. Well, yeah, but that that's a normal thing, dude, to have something like that. A lot of people carry those all the time. I was sitting in the airport picking up my kids over the summer. And what, my, Trucker Mike, I know you're there. We'll go to you in a minute, buddy. Um, I was picking up my kids. Yeah, he's, he's there. Um, <laughs> kidding, kidding. <laughs> picking up my kids. <laughs> picking up my kids at the airport, and uh, – I'm sitting at the bar waiting for him, and I haven't gone through this. You know, I'm in the you know, obviously I'm not in the checked area. I'm in the regular lounge area. You know, when you first go into Fort Myers Airport there, and uh, a guy sitting next to me, and he must have worked at the airport. He must have been a ground guy or something. And, and he looks over, and I had a, a pocket knife. You know, I always carry a pocket knife uh, clipped on my my uh, on my belt. He looks over, and he's like, "How'd how'd you get in here with that?" 
I said, well, first of all, I'm not in the secured area. And he just kind of, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So it was just people think about these things and they respond to any little thing like that, and it's just stupid. So you I, know, I, I once was picking up my son from the airport, and you know I carry a gun on me all the time. Right. And I walked right into Tampa Airport with a gun on me. And, you know, I didn't go into the secure area as well, but I was standing there. I'm like, am I actually, you know, committing a felony right now because I am technically in the airport, but I'm not in the secure airport? Well, it's, yeah, you're not in a clean zone, so it, yeah, you're good. Well, I don't know because I was, I was technically at the airport. Mm. So I, don't, I haven't done it again. You know, mm-hmm. that, you, you've seen how crazy I get when... Oh, yeah, you're very good with... with uh, you're very, very good with... Uh, following the rules let's put it that way you know you go out of the way to make sure you do um, right right all right truck or mike that shit away from me truck truck or mike how you doing brother oh, i'm doing all right brother how you been good 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 you sound a little down you uh you working uh, well yeah i'm working i mean that's, that's a great thing but you know it's the weekend before the christmas party and you know my situation and my inability to go so yeah I was really looking forward to it, but, you know, shit happens, life moves on. Right, exactly, exactly. Well, there'll be other times, I'm sure, brother. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, was, was it Shifty who made the comment about the 223 or the 5.56 millimeter not being that effective on bodily damage? He was more... Well, go ahead, Shifty, explain I, yourself. I'm, I'm thinking more of a long barrel situation, Mike. You know, I, I just... I, when I think of an AR-15, you know, I think of of, of what I see in the gun store, and uh, you know, because I don't own one of those things, because I'm not a billionaire, because uh, I'm in radio. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, it just doesn't seem effective to me. It it, it would seem to me that, you know, a, a, a 45, you know, would be more effective. Some, you know, something that can uh, carry a, a sizable clip and easily change a clip out, but. I mean, I guess if if you have a short barrel, you saw it off, you know, and and you've got a, a good, you know, high caliber uh, rounds, yeah, you could do a ton of damage. But um, you know, I also read that this guy, even though you know they say he was autistic, that he, you know, if 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 autism still leads you to be uh, this well planned to be wearing body armor and and round up all this stuff after going to gun stores and getting turned down. I don't think there's anything wrong with being autistic. Well, he wasn't. <clears throat> he was wearing body armor. They just said he was wearing black. No, he was wearing body armor. I have that confirmed by NBC, CBS, Fox News, uh, and MSNBC. Oh, yeah, they always tell the truth. Yeah, I was going to say, they've confirmed other things that have been proven wrong also. But oh, for the love of God. 9-11, 9-11. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about in this story. Uh, look at that, 25, and it wasn't even me. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, I mean, when you made the comment about, I mean, your initial comment was was bodily damage, and that, that's the main thing that um, I called in about. That round, it, it, as a myself, you know, being in the Marine Corps and all that, I would rather carry an M16 than I would an AK-47. And I those people out there who say, well, I'd rather have that 7.62, that larger round through and through. Through and through is great. High power is great. But the, if you want bodily damage, if you really want to fuck up your opponent, your, your enemy, the 5.56 millimeter in the right hands will create more bodily damage than a larger caliber round. And that's because of the way it reacts once it hits the flesh. Right. It tumbles through the body and tears everything up in its path, 
and does not fire in a straight line once it hits its target. Right, and it also it also splinters out into multiple fragments once it gets in there, and it ricochets around, and like he said, it goes in. Let's say it goes in at your uh, right above your chest there on your shoulder, your shoulder area. It might come out by your ass. You know, it's going to go in, and then it may ricochet and go and tear through all of your body on its way out. It doesn't necessarily come right out the back. And that's if it comes out, and if it doesn't come out, then they're having to dig all them pieces out of the body. Right, right, exactly. It's, it's very... It, 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 if the victim survives. Right. It's a very uh, a very damaging round, especially the ones, and, and God, you know, we're good at making damage. Did he even use it? No, I don't believe he did. You know, he, they found it in his car. He probably just used the uh, SIG and the uh, the Glock. Right, which he would have more than enough rounds to accomplish what he did. Lexi and I, what, what were we talking about last night? Um, she asked me, well, you know, they set up to 100 rounds or fired. Well, if you've got two handguns, you're looking at about probably 15 round mags in them, uh, more than likely. So it would only take three or four uh, or four or five uh, mags, and you'd still have almost 100 rounds fired. Yeah, I, I, you know. For my nine, I've got I've got forty five rounds in three three different clips just within ten feet of me. Right, and that's with one gun. That's one gun. You, right. take, a, you, you take a look at his targets. The one he despite his mother and a couple adults that that wound up becoming victims as well. But the, the, them children, you figure at five six years old, are on an average of fifty to seventy pounds at the most. Okay, that's that's an average sized dog. To a smaller, large breed dog, that's not very much body mass. So it, he could have gone in there with a twenty-five or a twenty-two long rifle and had the same effect. Right. Oh, absolutely. Hey, uh, you know, I want to share with you guys something that uh, Dark Match just sent me, and uh, thank you, Dark Match, uh, for sending this to me. Doctor uh, Wayne Carver, and this is via uh, NBC News. Uh, personally performed seven autopsies, and uh, those children, uh, the seven children that he performed autopsies on, all had between three and 11 wounds each. Two of them were shot at close range. The others were at a distance. But at three wounds minimum apiece shows so much evil intent that it just... Honestly, it's hard to read. It's hard to say. I, every time I read this stuff, I'm on the verge of tears because I have kids myself. And I know I said this yesterday on that other show, but I, I, I think that it changes the way you look at it when you have kids, man. And I just, I mean, three fucking times. Can you imagine? No, I couldn't imagine. It, it's, it's a lot to think of with this whole situation. Uh, again, being a, we're all fathers. Every single one of us on on right now, and Lexi's a mother. Um, every single one of us have children. Does and, that make you a motherfucker? Yeah, it does make me a motherfucker, doesn't hey. it? I'm a hey. motherfucker too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I haven't met a father. Have not met a father out there that ain't a motherfucker yet. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> hey, uh, let's let's. Uh, Chucker Mike's going to be live in studio with me in Jacksonville next weekend. We, nice. We still good for that, Mike? Yeah, we're still good. As a matter of fact, I already talked to uh, the new people here at work. Let them know that I wanted that night. And, uh, of course, the next couple of days, go down and see my son for the holiday. Pop, and they said, you know, not, not a problem. Good. Glad Very to hear it. Cool. Excellent. How is the new job anyway? Do what? How is the new gig? How's it going? 
Uh, so far, so good. I mean, I still got to get used to trying to sleep with somebody else driving down the road. But <laughs> oh, you I mean, t- I'll, 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 I'll let you know when the paychecks start rolling on, rolling in. Exactly how I feel about the new game. <laughs> are you a uh, you're you're a biochemist now? Or team what driver. Are you doing now? He's a team driver. <laughs> oh, you're a team uh, driver. So yeah, I'm a team driver. I have I have to try to sleep while somebody else drives. So let me talk to this other guy. <laughs> he's sleeping. Uh, well, you wake him up later, and you have him call us. <laughs> sure, yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, you got anything else on the shooting? All the listeners we can get. <laughs> yeah, right. You got anything else on the shooting, Mike? No, nah, no, nah, that's it for I think of something else when you actually open up the phone lines later. I'll, I'll give you a ring back. <laughs> and, and my sport was right. I got that right, right? Do what? Sport. You know what sport means, right? Yes, yes. You, uh, slap, pull, observe. Release and tap. Exactly. Right. Good. Just wanted to make sure I had it right. All right, brother. We'll, well talk they, to you. The other, the other, the, well, real quick, one thing. He was talking about jamming. I've never, I never had any of my, my weapons jammed. You know, what? And the, the, no. If you take care of your weapon, you make sure that thing's well lubricated. You're not running it through the dirt and, and then not cleaning it afterwards. You don't take care. The, the main cause of, a, of an M16 jam is a bad magazine or dirt, and, and usually it's a magazine. If you make sure your magazine ain't bent before you go to utilize them, you, and, and learn how to take apart the magazine itself too, just plus plus your firearm. Yep. You won't have jam problems. Take care of your firearms, and you don't have that problem. That's why I never Mike, had a problem. Mike, listen. My shit. Listen. Here, here's here's what I'm trying to get across: is that it seems like every time we are talking about one of these things. Uh, the gun always jams, and I I, I don't know why. I, I mean, maybe evil causes guns to jam, but it seems like every single time one of these tragic shooting happens, uh, and it happened in the the movie theater. It happened uh, in the last school shooting that I can remember that was at that college, whatever in Texas. It happened the other day. These guns are jamming, and it's and, and it's and it's stopping this stuff. And I don't know, you know, what that cause is. And every, but, every time. It's called an inexperienced shooter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, but but also, you know, allow me to say that that you know, I I feel terrible because every time I, especially it seems like tonight, I mentioned something about guns, and everybody that's out there listening immediately blows me up and says it's a magazine, not a clip, or or blah blah blah. How could you not know this? I love the Second Amendment. I hate fucking guns. Okay. Four-toed Jones has more guns than the United States military, and I just about shit my pants when I was inside of his apartment. They scare me to death. I hate them. Oh, you're one of those guys, are you? I love the Second Amendment, but guns are not my thing. Gotcha. I live alone, so I, I, I leave the 9mm on the coffee table. I have a 12-gauge shotgun that's by the bathroom, and my 380 sits on my nightstand. And I have a 22 that just, a 22 rifle that just... Wherever I leave it is where I leave it. What about the two forty fives you have in your ass? Some people are going to throw the argument about gun control with, with, with you know with all the recent activity since the Aurora shooting, um, and, and then this on top of it. My personal opinion, I, I, I would actually agree with Doctor Satterley's point of view. Um, if we treated guns like we treated cars. You know, not trying to take the right away from anybody. But before you even go get a gun, you have to get a permit, like getting a license to drive. Okay? And what entails on that permit is you have to take a type of safety course and take a test. 
and you also have to take a psychological examination, and then periodically you have to renew your permit. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. Because of one guy, because of a very small percentage of the population, everybody has to pay for it. Why do I have a psych evaluation? Why do I have to do that? I'm not crazy. I've had guns since I'm 21 years old. And I've never... Go ahead. Would would that not help keep, at least keep legal firearms? Dude, it was the guy guy from Aurora who was obviously office office walker and had mental issues that were obvious to other people, but he was able to legally purchase all this firearms and this firepower. Right. You can't you can't stop crazy. If crazy wants to do something, crazy does something. Okay? You can't stop it. You could try to minimize it and I'd be willing to talk about that. But uh, don't take my guns away. Don't don't infringe on my right to defend myself. You know? You know I'm all I'm all for a second amendment. And I'm all for having guns. Well, and listen. And, and, and I'm not for them type of people who want to regulate what type of guns we own. If that was the case, and they want to say, well, the Second Amendment didn't mean this. If that was the fucking case in the Mexico, we'd all be only allowed to have muzzle loaders. All right, like pistols. Right, that's what it's going to come down to. Another forty years from now, that's all we'll be able to have is guns we made ourselves. All right, and now li- listen, guys. Listen, as we're discussing this and we're talking gun control, I know you. I know trucker Mike doesn't believe in, in gun control. Dave, I know where you stand. Shifty, I know you don't stay, you don't believe there needs to be more stringent laws, at least I don't think you do. But keep this in mind, and I pulled this up so I could read exactly what laws he was already violating that were already on the books. I know I said this, I just didn't tell you the laws. So first off, um, he would have already, a half dozen laws were, were done, but here's four of them. Um, Connecticut law requires a person to be over the age of 21 in order to own a handgun. Uh, Lonzo was 20. So there's one law, broken. He had a handgun, he shouldn't have. He was underage. Second, Connecticut requires a permit to carry a pistol on one's person. He did not have a permit because he wasn't of age. So there's law number two, already broken. So before he even walked in the building, he's already broken two laws. Third is unlawful in Connecticut to possess a firearm on the public or private elementary or secondary property. Meaning, as soon as he walked into the school, he broke his third law. Whether he did anything or not, he already broke three laws. The fourth one, with details on the Bushmaster rifle still sketchy, it is possible Lanza may have violated a Connecticut law banning possession of assault weapons. So, we also have an assault weapon that in a state that has assault weapon bans. So, guess what? Four laws. None of them did anything to prevent this. So, exactly. more laws it's wouldn't fix it. Because he stole everything. Right, exactly. So, more laws wouldn't have fixed it unless you right. take the guns away from everybody, including people who deserve to have them. So, that is just not an option. You know what, like Ice-T says, I'll give up my gun when everybody else does. Right. I don't have a problem with that. Right, yeah, sure. That'll happen one day. Exactly. All right, Trucker Mike, we're going to let you get back to trucking, and we're going to move on here. Uh, thanks for giving Not us a holler. Not a problem. And we'll talk to you next week for sure. No, most definitely. All right, brother, talk to you soon. Later on, brother. So, yeah, I mean, that's really important to make sure we understand that, that you know, one thing... In the world we live in, and I've said this before, it's really hard to to eliminate 100% government. It's just, it, right now, it's impossible. It, it just can't be done overnight. It can't be done in the situation we're in. We need to do this slowly. Um, people need to learn how to police themselves. People need to learn how to uh, grow up a little bit. 
get off the antidepressants. Uh, let's remove the, the toxins from our water. Um, let, let's, let's really get our brains back together because that's the next track we're going to take with this shooting. Um, we got a, a guy that has a, a form of autism. Now, he wasn't really autistic. Uh, I forget the exact name of the, of the disease, but it's more Asperger's? of... Asperger's, thank you, yes. It's more of... <laughs> Asperger's. <laughs> you said ass. Uh, it's, more of the, <laughs> it's more of the super smart type kid. That it's has a high-functioning autism. My cousin has it. Yeah. Ty has that. Yeah. They have a tendency to be extremely intelligent, which he is. He actually exceeds very well in school, and he is very brilliant. He's very observant. He's, he's consistently, you know, scanning the room, and he's just processing constantly, constantly, constantly. And they don't stop moving. They just keep going. And... and they can have very impressive uh, attributes, but there's also, you know... Scary sides. There's scary sides. I mean, I remember when he started going through a phase where his parents tried some psychotropic drugs uh, to alter some of his um, alternative sides, and the, the poor kid would sit in class at the age of seven years old and rip out patches of his hair just sitting there. I mean, there was one day he came home from school and had no eyebrows left. It was scary. I mean, there were scary sides to him, and it was sad to watch. I mean, when you love your kid and you're and you're watching him mutilate himself, but you know, too, that he has, like, a really great gift of being, you know, smart and bright, I mean, what do you do? It's scary, and at the same time, you want to help these... I mean... They have great sides and they have bad sides, and it's what do you do, you know? Now, I know it's a little late in the uh, program here, but if you guys want to join us, if you go to uh, razradiolive.com uh, forward slash chat, uh, it'll bring you right up to our chat. We also have a tab right on the front page of Raz Radio Live. Um, so I wanted to make sure I brought that up. Sorry, honey. It, it is weird yeah, with totally the... totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. It, it is weird with um, with this level of autism that we're talking about. Uh, plus, they also stated that he had a personality disorder. Uh, we don't know. <clears throat> we don't know what what drugs he was on yet. Uh, it hasn't come out. I'm, I'm sure it's going to come out. Uh, all these guys. I would like to add that they took him off a lot of that medication, and he came around really well. He, I mean, he stopped mutilating himself at least. So, if this guy was in fact on, you know, psychotropic drugs, which is common with his condition, you know, it could have made him more aggressive. You know, sometimes it can have an adverse effect. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, the the first thing everybody goes to is we got to control guns. And I was really impressed today uh, as I was listening to Fox News, two separate individuals, and I wish I had both their names, um, both came out and said, we need to look at deeper of what the source of this problem is. Why did this happen? Not, not, not what they used. But what caused it? Was it, and they said, even on, I was blown away. They even said, was it the psychotropic, was he on psychotropic drugs? Actually, three people, because one of the doctors said it too. So I was really, two, two law enforcement um, professionals and one doctor, all right. questioned. See, at least they're trying to, to figure out the problem, right? Because taking guns away from people is not going to solve anything. And this is why I want to I wanna argue loudly at... Uh, Brad Friedman, <laughs> because I you thought know, you were to call last they, night. What happened? I thought you were going to call. Uh, uh, I can't tell you how many times I clicked because you know I, I do all my calls through the computer. I can't tell you how many times I clicked call and hung up because I was like, this is just going to be a a, a a a yelling fest. 
And uh, I didn't. Want, I don't want to be like that. You know, I did not want to be like that. And that's why the, that's the same reason why I don't talk to him when he's on your show. Yeah. Because where it's going to escalate. Because for some reason, that son of a bitch pushes my buttons. Well, as he's admitted on our show, though, he owns a, he owns handguns. He owns firearms. And he said it on our show that last time he was on. You know, so it's always. And I posted an article about this. I think I actually put it up on Raz Radio Live also. Um, about you always see these these people that want to take our guns or that want to make laws to make guns stricter, either carry their own guns or have 10 or 15 people with guns protecting them. You know, so all the people that want guns gone rely on guns to keep them safe every day. So that... Right. that I, I want to ask him, has he ever had to use his gun? You know, or, or has he ever had, you know, somebody in his family that that was, uh, you know, screwed over by guns? You know, because I don't want semi-automatics to go. And that's 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 Brad's thing. You know, we, we, he doesn't think we should have semi-automatics. That'd be every now, gun. What? That'd be almost every gun. Right. Now, you know, my mother is, you know, 65, right? She was robbed, I don't know, three, two years ago uh, when she was going through her, can- her third bout with cancer. And uh, now she's got this uh, Sig Sauer P238, I think it is, or 239. And it's the only automatic, semi-automatic, that she could, she could rack around into. Even my big fucking uh, 9mm, which has got a lot of surface area for her to, uh, to rack. Right. She can't do it. This little, P, this little Sig, she could, I drove her around to like four gun stores here in, in Pinellas County, and she couldn't rack anything. And she, that's why she bought that particular gun. Had a nice and light spring. They, if that were to go, then my mother really doesn't have any self-defense, you know? Who's yeah. going to protect her then? Nobody, and that's right. the problem. That's, well, that, and that's my problem is don't take stuff, don't take my protection away from me. And the older I get, the less, you know, I have my own medical issues, and the less I'll be able to do stuff in the next, you know, five, ten years. Don't take my freaking guns away because I've had to pull a gun, you know, once. In uh, my that life. was my next question. Have you ever had to pull yours? Yes, I have. And uh, it was... Uh, I wasn't afraid, which was actually kind of weird. You know, I uh, uh, my car got stolen. This is when I was living in Newport Ritchie. I had a nice house with a fourteen hundred square foot garage. My my, I had a a truck, a boat, a motorcycle, and a BMW in there. And I went to work on a Saturday morning, and my fucking BMW was gone. And I had right out of the garage, right underneath where my son was sleeping. And um, next day, I get a phone call from the cops. They found my car. And should I, can I come and identify the car and talk to the kid who took it? So I went over there, and the kid just telling me, no, no, you know me, you know me, you let me. T-. I was like, nope, you took my car, you son of a bitch. And we're kind of like fighting. He's in the back of the car, you know, handcuffed. And we're kind of eyeballing each other because I was there for, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And at one point, the, the kid is like yelling at me. I'm, the car is in front of me, in between, separated by two cops talking to me. And the kid starts yelling and threatening me. Right? Right in front of the cops. And, of course, I'm like, I was like, <laughs> I start yelling back, and, you know, they calm me down. And about two months later, uh, I'm working from home, right? And, and everything's in the garage, so you can't tell if I'm home or not. Um, so I see this car pull into the driveway, and I see what looks like this kid uh, coming to my door, right? And wow. I'm, I, my house is on top of the garage. So I ran, grabbed a 9 millimeter and two clips, and I was ready to shoot everybody. You know, because there was a there was a carload of kids that were that were uh, in the driveway, and uh, it didn't. It turned out I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to pull my gun at all. The thing is, is I was doing the creep around my house because again, I had to go downstairs. I had to go into the garage because that's oh, where we broke in before, <laughs> and I had to make sure. You know, I had to clear the house. 
Well, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm thankful that I had that. Do you remember that time, honey, that we were hearing those weird noises and I did that? I cleared the house. Yeah, you did. It was <laughs> really funny. He was like, "Get down!" <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like I, with. Uh, I was going to say, actually, just this past week, my great-grandmother, she lives on her own. She's in her 90s. She's lived in the same house for 40-plus years. Um, she worked at the hospital for 40-plus years down the road before she moved there. You know, I mean, she's just been there forever. And um, anyway, she was in the backyard with her dog, you know, and she's sitting in this chair under the tree, and these teenage kids come up, and they start taunting the dog. They didn't know she was out there. And she got up, and she's had this dog forever. The dog's so old and little and innocent, you know. And she got up, and she was like, get away from my dog. Get out of my yard, you know. So <laughs> I could imagine her doing that, yeah, too. Yeah, and she's so cute and sweet and little, and, you know, so she's standing with her fist up. And so they run to the neighbor's yard, and they just stood there, and they were saying nasty things to her and just, you know, loitering over in the neighbor's yard. She was like, get out of my neighbor's yard, too, you know, so... They went running off, and there's a canal that runs along the backside of her house. So they went over there, and they were just screaming at her and saying things to make her uncomfortable. So she went inside with the dog and called the cops. And those kids stayed out there, and she went back out, and she said, well, I called the cops. And the cops never came to show up. So she was telling her son about it a couple days ago, and he brought over a big shotgun. So she sits out there in her chair with her dog and her shotgun. She feels safe, you know, because... She doesn't feel like anybody else is going to protect her. If she's going to live there on her own, she needs to be able to defend herself. And I think we, you know, we need to have something to make us feel safe if we need it. Hey, you know, when seconds count, the cops are only minutes away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and sometimes they don't show up at all, you know. so This is true. Yeah, that is very true. You can't rely on that. Um, as you all know, at 10 o'clock, we're going to have a guest. Um, so we're going to be going to break here soon. We'll open up the phones in an 11 o'clock hour for anybody else who wants to throw into, uh, into this conversation of, of guns and autism and protection and, and uh, what we need to, to do um, with this and, and how we, we should be responding and reacting to this. And, and i got to be honest, I haven't heard, and maybe it's because I haven't put on MSNBC or CNN, but I haven't heard a big screaming for... Uh, a lot of gun control yet. I'm assuming that'll probably start up tomorrow. Um, I, I think that the left has gotten intelligent enough to, that they're holding back. I think the radicals have come out and said there is just like the radical right um, and the cons- radical conspiracy guys. I mean, you know, I listen to Alex Jones every day, but and I've said before, he's not. You know, his word is not God. And it, it, Rob Revere brought it up last night on his show. Um, do we really have to be screaming, yelling that? Um, Obama had fake tears. I mean, really, it's it's. I have I have my own theory on that, but that, that's far too conspiratorial. Okay, one thing that I did notice that uh, Barack Obama said yesterday, or or somebody in the cabinet said it was something that I caught on the news today, was that uh, he said something to the effect of, regardless of politics, something needs to be done about this legislatively quickly, and I thought. Reactionary is not how we need to deal with this, and we. Th- this is not something that we need to really do anything about uh, in terms of legislation. This is something that that we need to 
you know, this is just something we need to find a way to prevent, not something that we need to make more laws about. I concur. Not I mean, I, don't do not stop bad behavior. It only punishes it. That's right. Well, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much sense I'm making, but I, I just don't think that that it's a good idea to, uh, you know, start rallying up people again, you know, with the gun laws and all that shit. I mean, look, you know, they did it in D.C. and I got to tell you, D.C. is a much nicer place now that they got rid of the uh, the guns, and and I don't agree with it. Wait, what, it is. what are you talking about, Shefty? That I read the other day says quite the opposite: that uh, DC has relaxed gun laws and crime has gone down. No, in DC you cannot carry a handgun. I am not sure that you are correct. Yeah, I, 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 I'm. You can carry a handgun if you have a permit. Permitting is very hard to get, and it's kind of like uh, Chicago or New York. It's all about who you know. I see Dave typing frantically over there. <laughs> um, but I, I'm almost positive that that uh, the gun laws in in DC are very, very uh, laxed, to say the I, least. I was uh, completely under the opposite. Uh, it's because you don't own a gun, so you you're not up on the on the gun laws. I'm. Oh, please don't let this. All right. <laughs> are you having plain stuff? Kim, Kim trails. I, I while he's looking there, I wanted to read about. Uh, it says here that the headline in the article here in front of me is another school shooting, another psychiatric drug, question mark. Um, and in the top three head, the top three paragraphs are basically fact statements. Uh, the first one, fact, despite 22 international drug regulatory warnings on psychotropic drugs citing effects of mania, hostility, violence, and even homicidal ide- ide- ideations, and dozens of high-profile shootings, killings tied to psychotropic drug use, there is yet to be a federal investigation on the link between psychotropic drugs and acts of senseless violence. Uh, Second one, fact. At least 14 recent school shootings were committed by those taking or withdrawing from psychotropic drugs, resulting in 109 wounded and 58 killed. Uh, In other school shootings, information about their drug use was never made public, neither confirming or refuting if they were under the influence of uh, prescribed drugs. And then fact number three, between 2004 and 2011, there have been over 11,000 reports to the U.S. FDA's MedWatch system of psychotropic drug side effects related to violence. These include 300 cases of homicide, nearly 3,000 cases of mania, and over 7,000 cases of aggression. Um, Note at the bottom here, by the FDA's own omission, only 1 to to 10% of side effects are ever reported to the FDA. So the actual number of side effects occurring are most certainly higher. Uh, and and just to go with that, as I was listening to the reporters today and, and these, these talking heads going doing their, their, their discussions today, um, they were talking about how, you know, fifteen years ago this was such a, a rare thing to happen and such a, a slight occurrence that this this type of thing just just didn't happen fifteen years ago. And then they go, but now it's happening so much. Well, why is it happening so much? Well, maybe because we got all our freaking kids strung out on some kind of psych- psychotropic, or they're they're drinking all their fluorides, or or whatever it be. Chemtrails. Yeah, chemtrails. Whatever yeah. it be. There's got to be. A, there's a reason. There's a reason for the change and in increase. I don't think that there's that really that much of an increase. Uh, you know, I think that this kind of shit has always happened. It's just. You know, it's so magnified 
there is not a more recognizable face or name than this kid today. And it's the fact that our media goes into and I mean I'm guilty of the same thing I guess you know to to as much of a, a, a you know as much of a, a, a maggot of the media that I am uh, you know I'm, I'm still guilty of pushing the stories and 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 trying to get information to to guys like you and and you know other guys that I work with and we magnify these situations I mean now in this particular situation children died and and in that other particular situation uh in the movie theater recently you know children died and women died and and i mean you know make things even worse cute girls died and you know that obviously you know Destroyed roused the media you. up uh but the thing is is it these people become celebrities so yeah you know i don't think it happens more though is my point I think because of the uh, the age of the internet, we have information coming to us on a twenty four seven rotation at lightning speed. Whereas twenty years ago, we did not have that, you know. And 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 people tend to focus on the good. I mean, on the bad. Nobody really focuses on the good. Now there are a couple of stories that happened in the last couple of weeks that you know cops have. You know, one guy gave a hundred dollars to you know the guy he pulled over. Another guy gets uh, shoes for somebody, and that you know that we find that out. Instantly, but nobody nobody really focuses on that shit. We always tend to focus on the negative stuff, and that's what make if because they say if it bleeds, it leads, and that's what happens. Turn on the TV right now. I haven't, I haven't watched TV all day. If you turn on the TV right now, I'm sure four stations are talking about what's going on. Well, everybody's going to be talking about the shooting yesterday. It's always been on all freaking day. They've gone off on a few other little things here and there, and. Uh, we're talking about it, right? We've been talking about it for an hour. We're going to talk about it for three hours tonight. Yeah, well, no, we're not. Hopefully we can get on. Well, we'll see what Jessica, where she goes. I'm gonna, we're going to learn about her in the first half of the interview, and then we'll go from there. Uh, I don't really know much about her, so it's going to be a learning process for all of us. Go ahead, Shefty. Yeah, you, you talk about the, the psychotropic drugs, and, and you know, uh, really every drug out there has just outlandish possible side effects. And listen, you know, and and so do a lot of listeners that I, you know, myself tried uh, Lexapro. Uh, I did uh, uh, some Prozac for a while. I did a, a bunch of these different SSRIs, which are the same thing. They're in the same class. Uh, and you know, for those of you that don't know, I did it because I've got a lot of anxiety about death and dying, and and every time, you know. Every time I get a bump on the back of my neck, I'm convinced I have brain cancer and it's all over and my daughter's going to grow up without its father. But, you know, all those things did to me was make me not be able to get a nut. I mean, I would – sorry to say this, and, and I know it's it's sort of gross, but, I mean, I would just jerk off for hours trying to catch a nut. And, yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, that made me really, really, really fucking angry. But I wasn't <laughs> going to go shoot up a fucking school. And I think that you already have to have a predisposition – to being a super fucked up, crazy, maniacal piece of sh- just absolute shit. And I don't think that it's the psychotropic drugs that did it. Um, you know, I think that these people are predisposed to do this to begin with. I don't, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like everybody that's hungry eats food. Every, and in this day and age, everybody that's fucked up is on a psychotropic drug. I'm fucked up. I just couldn't get a nut. I'm okay, though. So you got off the drugs because you couldn't get a nut, is what you're saying. That's exactly why I got off the drugs. They they were helping a little bit, but, I mean, I couldn't get a nut. Do you feel and better now? 
I, I feel much better now. I actually have gotten two nuts today. Thank you. There we go. I'm glad you <laughs> shared that with me. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, that's uh, might have been a little more than I needed to know there, Chef. I, well, TMI. Yeah, really, a little too it's, much there. It's never too much with me. It can be sometimes. Would yeah. you like to know what I was looking at or who I was messing with? Because I can talk to you about that, too. No, I like. think I, I think we'll pass on that one. Yeah, definitely pass wow, on that one. like really swinging this show, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So the first hour, no, the, fir- the, first hour the first 52 is uh, come and gone. We've uh, covered main, mainly and mostly about the shooting in Connecticut. We will move forward with Jessica Beckwith coming next. We'll take your calls in the third hour. Uh, again, you're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz, Lexi Raz, and a whole bunch of other people on the line here right on RazRadioLive.com, or you can find us on TuneIn Radio. Just search Raz Radio. It's time. 
So don't tease the crowd because I brought my crew. You're listening to Frank Castle and Sean Raz on the first 52. That's right, guys. Hour number two of the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. I love to hear a little hash click every once in a while. Yeah. So here we are. Hour number two of the first 52, RazRadioLive.com. Uh, you can catch us in all different kinds of ways, shapes, and forms. Uh, I love Heist Click. Yeah. <laughs> Some good stuff. We might play his uh, new song later on. So we'll fade that down there. I got a lot of different things going on over here. We've got, oh, geez. Love oh, when I do geez. that. Oh, geez. Shifty, I had to hang up on you. I did my old. On call, on hold thing again. Fortoed, you back with me? Yes, I am. All right. Shifty, give us a ha- holler back. Uh, Jessica, do we have you on the other side? Hello, Jessica. I'm not hearing her. No, I'm not hearing her either. We'll have to try to dial yeah. her back up again. Well, yeah, I don't see her on the uh, thing now. All I see is uh, Shifty's face. Only Shifty's face. We don't want to see Shifty's face. <laughs> see raspberries and Shifty's face. Raspberries and Shifty. Well, let me... Uh, I haven't, seen your, I haven't seen your pretty wife tonight either. She should always be sitting with you so we can all always see each other. She's here. She's here. I'm, I'm going to try dialing her back here live so everybody's uh, going to hear a little ringing in the background. Uh, yeah, you should probably mute that. Uh... i mute you guys too then. So we'll see if we get her here this first time. Your call has been forwarded to an uh, automated voice messaging uh-oh. system. I'm glad you Two, muted us because we were talking trash. <laughs> Hold on. I, got, I had to bring it down for a second because I don't want her number to go out on air. So I'm just going to talk here. I want to leave her a voicemail. Please record your message. When you finish recording, you may hang up or Let's press 1 for more options. <laughs> hey, Jessica, this is Sean from the First 52 on Rans Radio Live. I don't know if we missed each other. Give us a call back, 941-421-0401. Love to talk with you and hear your stories. Thanks. So we'll uh, wait and see if she gives us a ring-a-ding back. It's not that we don't have anything to talk about, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, call us back. We're on the first thing <laughs> Well, Up next, we're going to play some Britney Spears. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes some miscommunication uh, it happens sometimes, you know. Yeah, she's probably thinking 10 o'clock in the morning, not 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, we hey, got right, re- re- Restart your camera. I like to see your face for some reason. Oh, you just like to see. You know, it does make it easier to do this. I, I can agree with that. Um, <clears throat> so... Where are we here with this shooting? So let's go. Oh, another thing that really pissed me off today uh, as I was watching all this stuff go down, uh, I was really fired up and pissed off as soon as they decided they had to relate this back and start talking about 9-11. Did you see anybody see that today? The only yeah. thing that I heard was that this is going to be uh, to schools like 9-11 was to air travel. Yeah, they had, uh, they had Giuliani on today on uh, Fox News. Fuck that guy. Yeah, and of course, that's the first thing he had to, uh, to talk about was uh, the relation to 9-11 and, and, and uh, how we haven't had such unity since then and yada, 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 blah, blah, bullshit, See, that's bullshit. what makes me think. I, I don't want to think this is a false flag, but that kind of what's, you know, we'll have to oh see what happens. God. 
after after well, this. You the, know, if if some if something if if this truly is like what uh, 9-11 was, you know, or, or what's the what's the word? The Patriot Act. If we come up with something, or if they come up with something in two weeks, we know that this was kind of planned. And I don't want, I really don't want to think that anymore. Right. Go ahead, Shefty. Go ahead, Shefty. And no, I'm not, I'm not sighing because I'm angry that I couldn't get through. I'm, I'm angry that, that we would even consider that 10 days before Christmas, that there's some kind of false flag where children are killed. Listen, if, if that is the case and we come to a point where people are actually saying that they killed children 10 days before Christmas as a false flag, please, anybody who believes that, just fucking leave. Go somewhere else. <laughs> France will take you. Well, here's, here's, the, prob- here's the problem, Shifty, uh, and I'm trying to stay from claiming that myself. Uh, if anything, worse... Let's look at it. This is the best way. Let's let's just hope that they're going to use this, and it isn't them producing it. And that's what I'm going to go with in my mind is that they're going to. Doesn't really matter at this point in time whether it was staged, whether it was done by a person, whether it was done by uh, MK Ultra or whatever we want to say. What matters right now is that we move forward in the proper manner, um, and that it's done and over, and we can't allow um, knee jerk reactions and stupidity to lead us down a path of the wrong the wrong thing and and unfortunately evil um never what, what's what's the big the, the big quote dave i'm trying um never let um never let a crisis go to, go to waste. waste yeah never let a crisis go to waste waste Rahm Emanuel said that all right out loud out <laughs> loud said it all right so what that means is if they have an agenda even if they didn't produce this they're going to use this for their agenda, and that's the that's the biggest concern. Um, you know, we haven't talked yet about the three thousand troops on their way to Turkey right now with some Patriot missiles to defend the Turkey border. You know, that well, wasn't this morning. That was signed yesterday morning, about two hours before this event happened. So it's uh, the shining troops to Turkey for to defend the border from Syria to start World War Three. Yeah, to start World War Three, basically. Oh, See, now you didn't know about this, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't know about it until you mentioned it to me a uh, half hour before the show. Yeah, this this was signed yesterday morning to send the troops. They they got on their plane and shipped over. All right, so so we're on the verge of World War Three for starters. Um, we're playing the same games in Syria that we played in Iraq with uh, you know weapons of mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction. But nobody ever remembers we gave these weapons of mass destruction to these people every single freaking time, including Syria. You know, so it, it just continues. What, Dave? So, so you see, Sh- Shifty, why we kind of almost think that this possibly could be a false flag? I don't want to—I I really don't want to know. I really don't want to think that the government is capable of killing 20 children. But uh, Well, they the do government the is capable of killing 20 children. They've killed thousands over the past few years in other countries. Just because it's in our own doesn't make it less significant. And that was something I actually pointed out today— and it angered a couple of people that I would detract from what happened to our own American young children. But we've lost thousands of children and other countries in the passing years, including this one. And there's no remorse. And this, yep. this just happened. This took place yesterday and the day before. What about those kids? What about those 150 kids in the past week? Yeah, that's be- that's because we don't care about them because they live in a in a in a. In a well, a I think many, that's many bullshit. You, you see now, if if we didn't have borders, 
If we were one world government, we mm. would care about the Pakistani kids. Oh my God! I'm with the one world government. Stop! <laughs> Stop! Wow! Hey, b- before we go on, and so I can close this tab out. Shifty. Um, yeah. I'm reading a par- second paragraph here. It says, "Meanwhile, the Washington Washington Examiner is reporting that homicides in Washington D.C. have dropped to their lowest level since 1963. This significant." For handgun, this is significant for handgun enthusiasts, as the Supreme Court ruled in favor of gun rights in the District of Columbia versus Heller in 2008, thus striking down a handgun ban in the nation's capital. So, you're wrong. Well, I mean, you also have to remember that I grew up there. So, what I'm thinking about is, you know, back then, you were you were remembering back then when it was that way. Right. When I was a kid, I mean, you know, you literally, I knew people that would literally drive around the Beltway and not go up 395 to make life easier, uh, literally because they couldn't have it. Um, you know, and uh, you know, there's a lot of weird things that go on right there. You know, because you have D.C., Virginia, and Maryland. And there's all kinds of weird rules, you know, like in Virginia, you can't have a radar detector. The, yeah, the, the state of, of Virginia, or the Commonwealth of Virginia has about uh, three of my radar detectors, I think. Yeah, it's the heart of the beast, man. Of course it's going to be like that, all the strange things. they got to protect the people trying to fuck us. Well, you, you know, know, it's like it's like when I was talking to you, uh, you know, on this show, what, four weeks ago, five weeks ago. In the background, all we could hear is a damn jackhammer. <laughs> well, no. What I'm saying is, is, is you know, every time you get within sight of the uh, the Pentagon, you know, bam, your phone just dies. It's just, you know, and and there's a lot of stuff like that, you know, and there's a lot of there's a lot of black suburbans driving around and weird shit going on. Like people think that people think that DC is just you know real calm and you know and 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 all this like espionage type shit is just in the movies. And I'm here to tell you, it's not just in the fucking movies. Like you'll be driving along and all of a sudden you'll see like. Four black Mercedes is going like a hundred miles an hour down a side street with two cops on either end of them. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's DC is really a place of a lot of intrigue. I was in uh, DC uh, on September eleventh, two thousand three. Uh, we had some work to do there, and we were flying back. And we drove right past the Pentagon, and uh, I can't believe how much security there was. Yeah, I mean, I remember after nine eleven. We had surface-to-air missiles, and I mean, I would, I, I would drive by these surface-to-air missiles, and I would just think, "Holy shit! I live in Pakistan. What is going on here?" Well, well first of all, they were there before that. They just added more. Um, well, they're, they're still there now, and, right. and now they're like hidden, which is really weird because you're looking at this tree, and then all of a sudden you see like a, a, a tire <laughs> that's like painted like green, you know, with the grass, and it's like camouflaged, and like there's some flowers, and then there's like. The hole for the missile. <laughs> you know, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, I don't even want to get down 9/11 right now. We got enough current events going on that we could. Uh, we still have to do that special show, but that's going to be an in studio. We'll all have to be in studio together for that one. That, that'll hey, make I'm it a lot of fun. Getting a tweet that uh, somebody needs to hear me and Shifty a little louder. A little yeah. louder. A little louder. A little bit louder. Now oh, that was a yeah. little loud there, Shifty. <laughs> <laughs> I got you up back where you were. I don't think I brought you all the way back up. Um, <clears throat> I see we got some some activity going on in the chat room there. So if uh, anybody else wants to join in, just go to razradiolive.com forward slash chat. Uh, we got Mallard. Make sure you check Mallard. He's 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 hanging out in the chat but chat yeah the chat room there. Uh, you can check him Tuesday nights at nine for the Mallard report. Um, I think he's going to be trying to get a. Uh, Bob Tuscan on eventually. He was he was uh, mentioning that he uh, liked listening to him, so maybe we'll get to hear him on one of his shows one day. Um, 
a, a bunch of other things that I've noticed with this whole school, school shooting as I'm as I'm listening to things go on. I don't. I always thought that that when you identified a body, it had to be in person. I, I thought somebody had to actually see the body. Uh, am I wrong in thinking that, or are you unsure of that, Dave? I'm sorry. I was reading something in the chat box. Chris had posted something about uh, mood enhancing things. I'm going to have to email. From what I understood, is they were photographing the bodies and bringing them out to the parents to identify the photos of the pa- yeah the I, photographs. Right, and I I, I found that weird because I've never heard of that done that way before. I thought that it was usually. Um, you know, you had to identify the body physically. Well, this was an unusual circumstance. Well, I understand no that, but that, that again raises, and Shifty's not here to hear this, but that again raises the question of uh, why aren't they letting them see the bodies right away? You know, uh, one of the first things as a parent I would want would be to, uh, no matter what the condition of the body is, would be to hold my child one last time. Um, oh, man. You know, so uh, that kind of... It, it kind well, of bothers see, me that they're doing it this way. Here's the reason why I think they had to do it that way is because that entire school right now, including the parking lot and the vacant cars that may potentially have a second gunman in it, is a crime scene. And they can't have all these parents traipsing through their crime scene. So therefore, prior well, to relocating the bodies they photographed them and wanted the parents to have a quicker way of identifying and acknowledging whether or not their child was dead or alive. They were trying to be swift and put these parents out of their misery. Hmm. It just raise it, it, it leaves room to raise question is all I'm, I'm saying. Uh, I just, like I said, I've never heard of it done that way before, so I don't know if that's a standard procedure nowadays, because I, like I said, I always thought you know, it had to be a a live physical identification. Well, it, standard, uh, yes. I'm sure you normal. know they they could bend the rules, and I don't know if 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 my if my son was involved in that. I and you know my stance on law enforcement. Um, <laughs> I probably would want the uh, the crime scene to be as little disturbed as possible. So I would I would be like, okay, you have a stance got to find you, out what, what happened here. You, you have know? a stance on law enforcement. What? You have a stance on law enforcement? Absolutely. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> never in a million years would I ever guess that you had hey, a stance on law enforcement. Folks, that is actual sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, and I see where he's going. I mean, I would, I, you know, if there was a potentiality for a second gunman, which, like I said earlier today, there was a lot of rounds fired off here, you know, and we did talk about the possible scenario that it could, you know, and I hate to throw this out because this is really speculating. But hypothetically speaking, say that this was an MK Ultra situation and there was a second gunman and his entire family was killed off, including the entire body of students, and it caused this mass tragedy that just so happened to take place four hours after there was a massive invasion into Turkey. I mean, you could you could say something like that, and wouldn't you want to know if there was a second gunman that could that could bring an entirely different side to it? And do you want to go in and completely corrupt a crime scene that could possibly expose? that fact and that's one of the things that the uh, lieutenant uh, lieutenant vance was really uh, addressing and really touching on that that i found i don't know if if society has come so far around that they realize that there's people out there that that are being listened to who 
who are the Alex Joneses and the the um, Bob Tuskins and the the, the Frank Castles and the Sean Razes and the the, the Fortos uh, that they're being very careful and they're trying to make sure they address all like the, the, this officer today said that uh, they were going to find every single bullet and ensure and test every single bullet to ensure that it came from one of those three weapons to to completely rule out the thought of a second shooter and shouldn't they uh, yes. absolutely should I mean uh, Right. Okay. I thought you were saying they shouldn't. No, 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 no. I think it's great that what I'm saying is we are making an impact in the fact that they know we're watching. They know we're we're listening. They know we're paying attention. Um, And and there I, I think that's his way of telling us that he is honestly, thoroughly going to do the best investigation he can. Um, I really was impressed with the guy, the way he talked. I know it's a, big traumatic event um I, I don't know there was just something about him i kind of liked um so hopefully you know those feelings are good feelings and it's a good thing i feel that way so we'll, we'll wait and see uh but but the main point is uh they're addressing everything i really feel one of the questions um do you remember they were and this is, brings me to another point about the media. The media was saying that um, they, they think he shot in the front window to get in and, and there was glass broken outside, so he must have shot in that window to get in there. And, and uh, Lieutenant Vance came out and, and made a, a very cr- clear statement that it was not, he was not buzzed in. He was not allowed in. Um, what was his exact words? He uh, <clears throat> Forced in, right? It says here, not voluntarily let in the school is what his words were. All right, so he forced his way in. Right, he forced his way in. But then he went forward because somebody said, well, you know, there's reports that he shot out the front window in order to gain access because the kids saw broken glass. And his response to that was, um, "Are in order for us to gain access to try to stop an active shooting, we had to forcibly enter the building ourselves, which means my officers broke glass on the way in so we cannot right now at this given time say a hundred percent that he forced him his way in that way is the point you know we don't know maybe he had the he was a smart kid he, he was reported to um at nine years old instead of carrying a backpack carried a briefcase to school uh he was one of those eccentric kids so we don't know maybe he was able to tap into the security system and, and just buzzed himself in you know, Ban all briefcase. <laughs> all kids that carry briefcases must go get evaluations. Right? What do you think about possibly putting... Uh, and Shifty was one of those kids. <laughs> what do you think about possibly putting metal detectors at schools? Lexi had them in her school. Yeah, I had them at my school. Uh, didn't, hold, hold, uh, hold on a second. Has metal detectors ever stopped a school shooting? Oh, hell no. I mean, I, I'm, you'd have to... So, I mean that that's that's no. that's a stupid question because there's because, no way look, to know. I no, had metal detectors in my school. shootings have had metal detectors. Yes, come on. And look, this on. is how it works, and I'll tell you right now because I was in it. I was in a school with metal detectors, okay, and there were security officers, and they were armed, okay. There were security officers. They had their own little office, and in the morning when you were checking into school, you went through these little you know scanners, and they took your little nail files and your 
nail clippers and crap off of you because they were considered weapons. And they did random locker searches throughout the day here and there. And right. but that's great. But, that's fucking great. <laughs> you know, after you, once you were in class, these she grew up in Jacksonville. went and sat in their office oh, throughout the rest of the day. The doors were unlocked. Anybody that wanted to come in or go out, which <laughs> we went out all the time. What no were you going out for, huh? Maybe something. You know, we could. And hey, there was ooh. nobody there to stop us, you know, from coming in or leaving. You so. can't stop crazy. And I'd rather I'd rather take the chance with crazy than to send my kid to a school that's a fucking jail. That's a daytime jail. You know what? You know what would solve all these problems? Homeschool. Home <laughs> that's what we want to do. Yeah, because that's what I want is I want you teaching your fucking children. I mean, you're you, look, I love you to death, but you're about as as, as what do you call it? Uh, Bias? Uh, no, no. When when you're you're about as qualified to teach that. children as I am to play basketball. Okay. <laughs> you don't think I'm smarter than teachers? I'm qualified to teach my child. No, I, it's Here's not that I don't think that you're smarter than teachers. Hey, okay. Shift. I what I plus, think is is you're not prepared and. Hold on. One plus one equals two. A E I O U. It's not that. It's not that hard. It's not going to take me twelve no, years. Textbook things arenn't difficult thing that to needs teach to be taught. a child. Do you have any idea what kids are doing in fourth grade? Kids are doing shit in fourth grade that I couldn't possibly fucking grasp today. Okay, but they're not learning how to write. It, uh, let me tell you, they are doing things in math in like fourth, fifth, sixth grade that are like beyond my comprehension at this point, having been out of uh, college for uh, seven years now. Anything? I mean, no, 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 no. There's Listen, no, 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 no way you could teach a kid what he needs. Yes, to know there is a way. There is a way. It's all written down in a textbook. That's all they're doing is they're parroting things and memorizing things. That is not hard to teach a child, and that's what's going on in schools right now. And homeschooling, homeschooling has proven to be very effective. In fact, most children that are homeschooled excel very well, and, and what are you well do beyond most you public school children. And you can't explain it. I look would it up explain and learn it. it just fine, sir. I would learn it and explain it. Teach my it's kid in a textbook. Have you ever used calculus? Have I? Not anybody has anybody used calculus since they left? I high haven't school? utilized it in a career. No. What's what's calculus? Yeah, you you are subjected to having to learn it, and some people do apply it to their jobs. Very few, I'm sure. Right. Guys, there's a reason. There is a plausible reason to teach your child to learn calculus. Yes, should they need to utilize that in the future, and I wouldn't deny my child of that. And I am more than capable of teaching my son calculus if I want to. And if I want to homeschool my child and I feel that that's a better way for him to educate himself, then that's what I will do. And we should all have that in our minds that maybe that is a better alternative. Some parents don't feel that they are capable of teaching their children, which is why they resort to public schools or cannot afford to teach their children and keep them home or stay home with them. That is our problem that we run into. And in the future, when our child does have to be enrolled in school, it will be very heavy. But the thing is, you know, if you if you are <clears throat> under that, you know, pressure of resorting to nothing less but than to put your child into public school, that doesn't mean that that's all that they can encompass and learn. You can still teach your children when they come home. You can analyze what they're being taught or what are you doing right now? What is that called? 
playing sound effects underneath you that you weren't supposed to mention. You were supposed to just keep talking. That's ridiculous. It's, it's radio. I don't keep like going. it. I don't like that. Well, then you're, you're doing the wrong thing on Saturday night, honey. Shh. <laughs> yeah, be quiet, Shetty. No, you can still teach your children when they get home. You know, parents have been a little bit lazy, I would say. When it, my father, I don't know if he's listening right now, had me writing in cursive and print and doing pretty well with mathematics and and certain science projects. And we were building rockets and putting together little radios before I started elementary school. These were all things that he wanted to teach me himself. He would teach me music and and piano, and he'd play his guitar, and we'd sing songs. And, you know, he it was a broad spectrum of things. Parents are capable of teaching their children a lot of things, and they know how to connect with their children on a level that teachers simply don't because they don't live with those children on a daily basis. I think there's still the, 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 there's still a place for for schools and i think that there are a lot of parents out there that go to teach their children and these kids don't end up with the proper education and i i just think that there's you know i mean like in utah for instance did you know by the way i saw this in one of these crazy mormon things did you know that in utah they actually have a rule that says that the state can't be involved at all in uh, what these parents are teaching their children, and a lot of those kids in Utah and uh, the Mormon culture are homeschooled because uh, you know it's just befuddles me. What's I just, wrong yeah. with that? That's the way and, they want to live. We just dealt with a Mormon politician who's got more money than God. So what is Wait, that wh- for Mormons? And, hold and on more- a second. Hold on a second. Did you just God say what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Uh, what bothers you so much about that? Fortoed. Hold on. What bothers me about the fact that a kid does not end up being, uh, uh, you know, doesn't have to face any benchmark whatsoever? That doesn't bother you? When a child is homeschooled, wait, hold Government on. benchmark? I'm a facts and figures guy, and I go through history. I don't, I, don't, I don't like to go into my heart and say, ooh, this is the way it should be. I'm telling you the truth that the state, uh, the level of education over the past 40 years has declined sp- uh, significantly due to government education. What do you think is better, uh, government school, private school, or homeschool? Homeschool. Private uh, home education. School. All right, so private education is better than public education, right? Yes. And it's, it's already been shown, and there's numbers to back me up, that homeschool kids are way more smarter at an earlier age than even private school kids. Yeah, Shifty, I want you to look up who the past, uh, I don't know, five to ten spelling bee winners were. Oh, I know. They were all homeschooled Asians. Who doesn't know that? Well... Why are they Asian? Yeah, I don't think they're all. Oh, because no, they're all. That's math, my friend. Even the ones whose names are Bob Smith are Asian. You can't spell unless you're Asian. Come on, everybody knows that. That's not true. I compete. I'm not going to dork myself out. Lexi about to dork herself there almost. Uh oh. I'm not going there. I'll tell you why that is for Toad. It's because you can't spell General Tao Chicken without an Asian accent. That's why. Huh. I can't spell it's worth the dirt. So racist jokes, racist really? jokes. I can't spell General Tao's chicken. It was a racist joke. Let me be. Anyway. <laughs> I thought it was Tao. Speaking of jokes, let's get a little smile, guys. Sit back for a second. I got some uh, our, of our uh, of our buddy. Ha <laughs> ha 
Afghanistan? Why are we still in Afghanistan? It came out three years ago that the United States is funding both sides of the war in Afghanistan. We're paying the Taliban millions to let our trucks through so that we can fight the Taliban. We're losing a game of solitaire. I mean, this is like, you know what this is like? This is like your uncle, your crazy uncle who would come up to you when you were seven years old and he'd take your hand and start smacking you in your own face, going, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself. That's Afghanistan, all right? Except there's no uncle. It's just us pounding ourselves in the face and wondering why we can't win. No wonder a, a scrappy group of insurgents in torn clothes and sandals are able to compete with the most powerful military in the world. They have us on their side. They have us on their side. Yes, they do. They have us on their side. Uh, and, and that goes all the way around in everything we see going on in this world. They have our stupidity, our, our laxness, our, our inability to really reach out and seek true answers. They have that on their side also. Um, what do you guys think? Shefty, what do you think of that? I uh, I I think it's pretty good. I I'd be a liar if I said I was uh, fully paying attention. I was trying to uh, compose a tweet. Compose a tweet. I was, I was distracted. Com- uh, everybody took off on me. I started playing that. <laughs> Shifty went pee. in the la la land. Dave went blank. Lexi got up and like ran across the room like a mad woman. I had to pee. I, I Call number of him. Call in numbers 941-421-0401. Is that correct? That would be correct. That'd All be right. Number. And uh, tf52.com slash chat or rasradiolive.com slash chat. Right? Rasradiolive.com forward slash chat. Uh, or you can just go to rasradiolive and there's a little button that says chat right at the top. Chat. 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 Yeah. I- I'm chat. no fan of, 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 uh, of what's his face there. Oh, Lee so Camp? Me? Lee Camp. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a fan of him. Why? I He's, find him uh, very he- attractive. <laughs> I meant like emotionally, mentally, not uh, okay physically. Go ahead, Dave. Go, go ahead, he's Dave. A statist. He wants to. He wants to control you. He's not even close to fucking he is George. Not Carlin. a statist. What? He's a statist. How do you get that? He is a he liberal. He's the force of government to do things his way. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I do have my. Um, uh, my disagreeances with some of what he says. I think a lot of what he says is very good. Um, he is a little bit liberal. He, he's, he's very liberal. Uh, I wouldn't call him status. I would call him a liberal. Um, Statists are liberal. Statists are, are conservative. Uh, if you want to use government to, to, to force your will on somebody else, you're a statist, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, or even a Libertarian. Uh, you know. Uh, you know? <laughs> Dave. I hear that so many times that somebody's talking to me. I know. Have we spoken? Uh, you know, the, obviously the 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 shooting thing is a uh, is a, a, still a fluid situation and still something that you know is just something we're basically going to end up talking about all night, really. But did we talk about the principle yet? Uh, no, we have not. Um, the let me. I know reading is really boring, but let me read this to you because it's it's very interesting. The gunman behind the Connecticut uh, elementary school massacre stormed into the building and shot 20 children at least twice with a high-powered rifle, executing some at close range, blah, blah, blah. He forced his way into the school by breaking a window, officials said. Um, the terrible details about the last moments of young innocents emerged as authorities released their names and ages, the youngest six and seven, the oldest 56. 
they included uh, a little girl who had just moved there from Canada, uh, Victoria Soto, a 27-year-old teacher who apparently died while trying to hide her pupils, and Principal Don Hoshsprung, who authorities said lunged at the gunman in an attempt to overtake him and paid for that with her life. Mm. How terrible. Well, they yeah. also said... No, she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have had to lunge if she had her own gun. Yeah, yeah, they, that's, that's, that's that very true. That is something true. that, were you done reading that article there, Shinji? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. That's something I wanted to point out as, as we're talking about, you know, preventative measures and what if, what if, it's happened, you know. But why don't we take a look at maybe some systems that are in place or some practices that are in place that are working where you don't see crime like this occurring. And, and one that comes to mind is Switzerland, and I think we've discussed before the men, is it just the men by the age of 18 yeah. are forcibly enlisted for how many years to? I, I think they have to do two years service. Yeah. Right. I love they, that idea. They have to. And, oh. and the teachers there. <laughs> Did the you have schools, a stroke over there, buddy? The, yes, the teachers in the, and they're <laughs> issued, they're issued what? They're, rifles they're, or they're issued their weapon. Their weapon is their weapon for life. They right, take that home with them life. when they're done their they their respect service. their weapons. They they all defend their homes. Nobody's going to come against them. They have the lowest crime rate in the world. Teachers carry firearms with them into the schools and protect their classrooms. This sort of a thing has never occurred in a school there, ever. What's wrong with that? And would you be against it? Before uh, before your head pops, uh, <laughs> Fortoed. Um, I'd like to ask you, Lexi, uh, you would agree with me that this is a great thing that, that, that these young men are in a situation where they need to be, uh, you know, in the military to gain some structure in their lives, some respect for themselves, respect for their country. Uh, and, and then I think it's great also that they're giving it well earning this weapon that they end up keeping for the rest of their lives to protect their families with. And skill Uh, sets. Yep. And I, and I mean, I think I, I'm just elated by the story that you just told me. Are you as well, or you because you kind of didn't really give me an opinion on it either way? Am I what? Uh, I, I'm elated by it. I love this idea. I think it's great. I How do, do too. But it? but see, my standpoint is the way that I look at it is uh, while I appreciate it, I don't know that everybody would. And is it right to force that sort of a situation on everyone involved? I, I look at it and see it as functioning. I see it as a community type idea. I see it as connecting people. And I also see it as defending your country and your home and loving your, you know, your family and your and your country. And and I think that that's a miss here where we are. And we're more self-centered than that. And, and we want things the easy way. And we don't want to be told what to do or forced to do something. So it's something that I don't even see as, as practical or or even a, a potentiality here. But the I only think it caveat works and that I think I have it's fantastic. The only caveat that I have to that is that I would not want to see our young men and women placed, and I think it should be for women too, by the way, but I, I don't want to see them in this forced military to, or service uh, placed into a combat situation. I think that it should be non-combat. I think that uh, you know everybody at the age of 18 should be 
uh, serving their country for two years. If it's building a road, if it's if it's doing whatever it is that it might be doing to help your country, you're insane. And uh, you're insane. Who's insane? Why is that insane, Dave? Because that kind of goes along. If you think about it, that's 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 forcing to work for the government. Uh, no, it's not. Wait, wait, wait. Forcing somebody to do something. Wait a second. It's not forcing the work. Wait, 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 wait. It's not forcing somebody to work for the government. It's forcing somebody to work for the community to take care of the environment of the community. Well, you're, re- you're rewording it. it. It would be it's a force. Forced. It would and be a forced situation. For- That's what I'm saying. That's why it could be easily debated because most human beings in our country that we're exposed to don't want to be forced to do anything that they don't have to do. That right. they don't want to do. A little old lady. All right, uh, Shifty. Let's say I forced you to shoot a gun. You don't like guns, but let's say I forced you to do it. Would you? Would do you think you'd even be good at it? I don't even want a fucking gun in your hand if you're not good at it. <clears throat> no, right? I have been forced to shoot weapons before. Okay, and I was forced to carry drywall as a kid, and that's why I didn't turn up being a piece of shit. Being from the area that I'm from, if you went and you walked the streets of the area that I'm from, you Who'd wouldn't fucking by? believe that I came. My parents, and I'm right. fucking not glad they did it. But you know what, though? A lot of parents don't force their kids to learn any kind of respect for anything. And it's that's one of the reasons that are – it's one of the reasons – That's it's, freedom, my friend. That's yeah, what and that's it's why – and let don't me tell you something. Me, don't force me to do any fucking thing because you know what's going to happen? I'm going to respond back with equal and opposite force. It's why our country's fucked up is because we don't have any respect for anything or each other because our kids don't have a fucking work ethic. They don't do anything. All they do is they go work at the mall at some little bullshit $7 an hour job and don't think that they need to get their hands dirty. Everybody should have to have great jobs and be productive in people in society? Are you fucking crazy? No, I'm not crazy. I think the people need to have a little bit more fucking respect. Uh, all right. All right. Everybody, wait. Do you want the government now to be your parents? Are you no. kidding Let's if you, if you want guns in the school, if you want teachers, let it let them do it like they did with the airplanes, right? Certain captains or certain pilots were able to get um, guns. They didn't force everyone; they're just the ones that wanted it. And also, they have uh, air marshals that usually are asleep on the plane. But that has made some sort of uh, safety. Why don't everybody doesn't have to do it? All right, and I don't want the the, the teacher who's gone through all this time to, to become a teacher, also have to go through gun training just to become a teacher. Because you know what? The good teachers are not going to go into the business. But, right? but we shouldn't be restricting. We, we shouldn't be restricting people who, who legally and lawfully want to and do carry a weapon from being allowed to have that weapon where they should be allowed to have it, i.e. like a school. Right. And why would educators not want to protect their students and not know how to do that? Right, but let let it be voluntary, you know. And and here's here's the thing: because it is public ground, you should be allowed to to, hold, to have a gun on it. Because the Second Amendment does apply on public ground. Okay, and so then, maybe so maybe, you know, you could put it on a basis of you can opt to not educate yourself in how to protect yourself and your students, and you'll make yourself less likely to be hireable. However, you know, your education level and your ability to teach others may help you or not. But that can be part of your resume. So if you want to protect your students, that should be an option. If you want to be able to walk into a school and protect yourself and be educated in that, that should be an option. Right. Or, you know what? Then create a school where all you, where it's very secure. It's a private school and you have a, you know, a... Bunch of layers of security, and your your teachers could be armed. 
Well, I'll tell well, you what, I'd find a way to pay for that. Well, and part of the problem here is is this school in question actually had a very, very, very good um, security procedures in place. I Just mean, installed some cameras too. Yeah. Oh, and I was I was, I, well, I was getting there. Well, I was getting there next because you guys always know. Wait, Sean, real quick, what do you think about uh, mandatory service for two years? <sighs> It's it's one of those. Um, I, I believe that there should be some form of, of mandatory service. I always believed. I always and wait. Let me finish. Let me finish my whole statement. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily have to be military service. Although I do believe if your country is is using your military for the proper reasons and not for what we use our military for, the military is a very good thing. The problem is is we our, our military is not used properly. So that's where that that's where that argument or that discussion. Uh, becomes a problem. But if you bring the draft back, we won't be fighting these wars because people won't want their kids going. So that's that, right. that's another form of mandatory service is the draft. So I wouldn't be against a draft either. What's that? Well, you know, I'd, I'd also like to ask the listeners because, you know, right now we don't have any call-ins, but, you know, tweet us at Sean Raz, that's S-E-A-N-R-A-S, uh, at Fortoed Jones, at Shifty SBS. Uh, like Sam, Bravo, Sam, and then Lexi, what's yours? It's Lexi Raz, but my phone met its demise. And, 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 and tweet us and let us know what active. you think. I mean, you know, am I right or is Fortoed right? I mean, and, and Sean, I agree with you. I don't think that necessarily has to be military, but I do think those little fucking bastards should have to run some laps and do some push-ups. Well, you know what I always said? Uh, I did EMS starting 16 years old in, in high school, all right? Even something like that, uh, um, even if it's school-related, some kind of community-type service. Uh, I was a volunteer EMT for eight years. I chose to do that. I, I right. feel every every high okay, school student. Sure. Yeah. I feel every Let's, high school hold student. Hold on a second. I, I'm sorry. I got to stop you because I can't hold on any fucking longer. <laughs> what is it called when you're forced to do something against your will? Tell me what you're thinking of. I, 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 my, I'm pulling a blank. I know what you're thinking of. I just can't get it out. Slavery. Slavery. Oh, no, I, was, Jesus I was thinking of something Christ. else, but okay. No. Well, it is. You're, 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 you're a slave. You're an so, indentured servant. You, I don't you know, want to wake up tomorrow morning and go to work, but I got to do it because I got to feed my family. Does what? that make me a slave to my family? No, but it see, makes me a fucking productive member of society. But see, here's, the, here's the thing. You know, We're born to America where this could be argued, where you can have... Um, Men yeah. like David that have this outlook of we should have the freedom to do whatever we like. And if you don't like that, there are other countries with opportunities such as teaching our 18-year-old men how to um, handle a firearm and issue that for them to protect their households for the rest of their life. And we like that. And it's probably the number one economy in the world right now. In fact, I think it is if you look it up. Um so we could choose to live there. We could choose to pack up our shit tomorrow and go move to Switzerland if we want to. But we choose to be here where we're going to argue this out, where we're going to have different outlooks and opinions. And quite frankly, I like that and I hate it. I'm done. I, I'll be quiet. I can't, I can't believe Shifty is such a statist. You know, you, you why, really. Why are you calling? You go around calling everyone a statist for Toad. I got to tell you. Everybody else is <laughs> goddamn laps. You're the only one over there that thinks that the kids should sit there and disrespect their parents and play fucking Call of Duty. Um, well, if it's if it's if they're disrespecting their parents, then it's the parents did a bad job. I don't think the government's going to do a better job than the parents are. 
I'm not saying the you know it, it's not even necessarily the government. Okay, it, it could be right. any so kind. You, of- if, if I choose, if we let's say we have your system in place, and I choose not to send my kid to any forced thing, or let's say I'm 17, 18, and I choose not to go, what's going to happen to me? You know what I think? I don't think that anything happens to you. Here's what I think. I think that in this two-year program, uh, I think that you're forced to learn some kind of a trade, and therefore. And and if you well, I mean okay, let me think of another term other than forced. But you know what I mean, so don't fucking turn my words around and throw them down my throat. <laughs> but the thing is, is that in these two years we teach these kids a trade because you know what, kids nowadays they all think that they're going to get somewhere without doing any hard work. And I wish that I knew how to plumb. I wish I knew how to be an electrician so I could you know have that to fall back on. And then maybe at the end of those two years, maybe we offer some kind of incentive. So that way, it's not, you know, and that way it's not that you're not, you know, in any kind of trouble. You're just not going to get the incentive. All right. So in school, uh, you were taught English, math, science, and a whole host of other other things. History. Did you, are, are you using those in your jobs other than, you know, communication? English. Yeah, I use all that shit. History. It builds your social skills, too, you know. Yeah, I mean, we use history every day. I mean, think about how much we use history. How much have you learned since you left school? Oh, I've learned a lot since I've left school, actually. I've learned more since I've left school, honestly, than before when I was in school. But I did get my basic knowledge and my basic ability to keep learning by being in school. So You You don't think you're going to learn that at home? Well, again, I agree in homeschooling, but there still has to be some kind of structure, some kind of organized schooling. Right. And, 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 and the structure that, that the state controls today is good. No, it sucks. It sucks right. monkey so balls. So you guys are calling for shit that, that, on a system that sucks to begin with. You guys are fucking nuts. What are you talking about? As I said earlier, we have to fix what we have right now. You can't just uh, shit can everything and just, oh, we're going to do this totally different now. Fuck what we were doing before. We're going to do it this way now. It's it's right. not going to work. It's got to be done slow. Protesting and, and all this other shit has made things better. Here we no, go. We're not going to argue the protesting again. The, you did this with Frank last week. We're not arguing protesting again. It, no, no. What there's I'm a process. Nothing can be done. The machine does what it wants to do. Okay, you have no choice other than to pay for it. Okay, you you don't you don't get a say in it. You don't get nothing. It's the, you have a veiled, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You think you have a choice? A, a veiled sense of of uh, control or responsibility responsibility for it. The so only then, if if you don't actually have a choice, what's wrong with actually sending these kids to to learn some kind of structure? Structure should be taught by your parents. Are you that bad of a parent, Shifty, that you can't teach your kids structure? I'm not, but apparently there's a lot of there's a lot of them out there. there. Yeah, unfortunately, there are a lot of them. All right, hold on, guys. Uh, I see we got Trucker Mike back on with us. Uh, we must have must have poked something in, in his uh, side there while he was driving up the road. I hope you didn't, uh, you know, scream and Maybe wake up your buddy. Maybe he woke up his friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, I Trucker Mike? Out loud tonight. I'm sorry. I just I'm fired up. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you what. I, I I don't believe that you should force anybody. To, to serve in, or do any type of civil service, if it, when you force it upon them, you know it, it creates more disdain for it. They're, if they if they're going to want to do it, they're going to do it. Just like when Sean enlisted, when I enlisted, anybody who ju- decides to take any type of civil service job, whether it be firemen, policemen, uh, or do any type of or be commu- active in the community and helping the community, 
it, it's something within an individual. The problem is you're not going to have any type of change with education or, or anything without changing the mentality of the average American. Yep. Um, everybody's out for themselves. If parents aren't going to fucking teach their children and they're going to depend upon the education system, then you don't get what the fuck you got and either deal with it or don't deal with it. What about the idea and, and, of what about the idea of offering some kind of a uh, incentive for these kids to want to do it so that way they they do end up wanting to do it without having any kind of uh, 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 animosity towards the system, but putting them in a situation where they're going to end up with some better structure, they're going to end up understanding that they have to be active. Because listen, if I was more active and had you know had I have continued being active instead of sitting on my ass doing bong hits, I probably wouldn't be five foot six and two hundred pounds. Are, are we talking? Are we talking like Starship Troopers, Shifty? <laughs> You ever see the movie Starship Troopers? <laughs> or is that what you're thinking? The Federation and we have to do service uh, to be right. to become, become a, a citizen. A citizen. You have to serve. Yeah, you don't have to serve, but you don't get the special treatment. Then is that is that what you're thinking along the lines of here, Shifty? You know, here's here's what I'm thinking: is that the bottom line is is that our kids are not learning any kind of respect for anything. They're getting out of high school, and you know, they're, they're going to college to become. You know what? They they go and get a, a communications degree like I did. Look at what good that did me. I mean, look at me. I'm making zero point zero dollars right now. Well, actually, that's not true. I'm doing a so computer. they get a fucking job. But, but well, there's a lot of people that aren't. Yeah, or don't go to college. But you know what though? Here's a perfect example. I know somebody that's very very close to me that has a master's degree in business administration, hasn't had a job for eight years. I tell the guy, hey, I think maybe you should think about going and becoming a trucker. What great money! And he looked at me, and I kid you not, trucker Mike. He looked at me, and his perception is that truck drivers are white trash. And I'm thinking, what in the fuck is wrong with you? They make four times more than you'll ever make, and they have an honest job. All right, if, if he, well, here's the thing. He, he, he thinks he, he has a holier-than-thou mentality, and you're never going to fucking change that. People have that. Some people have entitlement mentalities, and they feel they're fucking entitled to everything. You know, And some of them are feel, feel entitled to everything and have fucking nothing, but because of the way things are handed out nowadays, rather than fucking earn, they get them in, them entitled mentalities or them holier-than-thou mentalities. His parents probably fucking babied him, made him feel that he was better than everything, and anything that was blue-collar was white fucking trash. And, and that's right, and that goes back to what I was saying earlier, uh, Mike, about our, our we have a societal issue right now. Um, it's not... It's not it's not going to be repaired overnight. That's the point I'm trying to make. It, it's it's a total. We have to change the way people think. And and until, I hate to say, it, I think we really need to have the crash come. I think we we're going to need to have some people die, um, because that's going to change the mentality in this country. Finally, uh, that that entitlement mentality will go away. Can I just Nothing's sneak in change. really quickly that Sean has these uh, fantasies of mass destruction and lots of. <laughs> Life loss. And I just think we're not going to really get scary. It bothers me that you feel this way. I, I just... Get ready. Six days. Six days. Mini apocalypse. Yeah, mini apocalypse. There, this is the last first fifty-two, by the way. Oh, don't even start oh, come that. Come on, dude. Don't do that. Well, the that shit hits the fan Friday morning. Don't be that guy. Me and, 
me and Sean have already planned our, our the show that we're going to do next weekend is the day after the end of the world show. That's yeah. right. That's we'll right. We'll still be here. That's what I'm going to title it as too. The day after the end of the world show. We'll figure out how to make electricity work. Yeah, hey, we'll survive. <laughs> I'm not worried. We'll survive. There's it's a book really, for that. it's really, you know. I, I was reading on, I was reading on Facebook today. Somebody t- uh, posted. I wish I could remember who it was. They posted, um, um, uh, if the Mayans were so good at predicting the future, why are there no more Mayans? <laughs> you know, so uh, I don't know. I don't even sweat that. That's just a distraction. It's another thing to control the the small minded people in the world that are are gonna go sit in a church and pray and spend money and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, and we're supposed to go see my mommy that day, well, and then we're going to see Mike the next day, so that can't happen. Mommy. It doesn't fit the, into my the plans. Only, <laughs> the only thing that will change the minds of people on a mass fucking scale of all age demographics is going to have to be something on a, not necessarily apocalyptic, but something on a, that ha- it has to affect everybody, not just something you see on motherfucking TV. Motherfucking TV, <laughs> motherfucker. TV, yo. <laughs> Why don't we just have to actually affect every single person? That's a collective mentality, and I hate collectivism because people in groups cannot get along. All right, we've seen this. This is happening. You know, this is happening in the Republican group, the Democratic group, the the country as a whole, the globe as a whole. We've seen it in the Liberty Movement. People can't get together. Right? There's there's three of us on this fucking radio show, and we can't get together. All right. So oh, let's, I'm going to talk to this soon. Let's, uh-huh. let's, 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 that me. All right, we'll talk to you later, brother. His office was calling him. He had to get Love off the you, phone. They, they probably heard him uh, talking on the radio while he was driving. <laughs> well, he keeps moving on. Anybody else wants to join us? Uh, actually, let's uh, let's let's start phone calls after the the break, so you don't have to sit on during the break because we're pretty close to the break. But after the break, if you want to join us, nine four one four two one zero four zero one, we'll get you in touch with um, the three amigos or the three uh, retards. Oh, we're fucking friends now. Oh, fuck you! Yeah, no, call not really. us up. We don't fight. I don't you think mean, any verse of you. I mean, I might. Just- but I'm, not I'm not angry at you uh, because I'm, you're just as bad. You're actually not ba- as bad as everybody else. But you're 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 the kind of mentality that I uh, come across all the time. So I've learned to live with people like you. Mentality <laughs> of Sean, you come across all the time. Uh, he's talking about Shifty. Shifty. Oh. No, I, th- I was thinking that three amigos were me, you, and Lexi, and 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 Aww. and fucking four toads over there on his own four toad guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's in Honduras. <laughs> yeah. He's labeling us as we speak. <laughs> yeah. What Just am to get I, back by to the, the way? What am I? Thing? <coughs> Dave, what am I according to Dave? Am I a statist? Uh, you are. Yes, you're still a statist. Jeez. And what am I? So what, what am? Wait, what am I according to Dave? <laughs> you're still oh a statist God. as well. You, you okay, believe no. that we should have a little bit of government. You still believe that we should <laughs> we should use force to accomplish things that that will, are unaccomplishable and uh, eventually over time. No, 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 no. Because here's the thing. At least from my perspective. I don't believe that my ideas should be put in place. I believe that they should be up for debate. Okay. okay. Then, there are things that I'm myself. looking at that I'm going, oh, my God, well, that seems to work. So what's wrong with trying that out? And can we have a couple hands raised up and see how that goes? Which, so, hey, I'm a product of my own environment. What can I say? I'm a statist. 
<laughs> no, no. Uh, you're 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 definitely more of along than uh, Sean is. Wait, so if that makes him and her a statist, Sean and Lexi, uh, what does that make me, Hitler? <laughs> well, you're, you're still a statist. You're the it, Antichrist. Well, if, 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 if the three of them are statists, you know what you are? <laughs> wrong. Wrong. No. You're fucking wrong. No, 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 no. All right. We're gonna, we're gonna go no. off into the break. You guys are listening to the first fifty two on RazRadioLive.com. Uh, we'll find out more about how right or wrong uh Four Toad is when we get back. Join us nine four one four two one zero four zero one after the break. Michael J. Murphy from Why in the World Are They Spraying? You're listening to the first fifty-two. When you're depressed, where do you want to go? Cymbalta is a prescription medication. Tell your doctor right away if you're depressed. Controversy? It's only two blocks from ground zero. This week, Sarah Palin talked to already longest day when on Twitter.
Friedman from bradblog.com. You're listening to the first 52. God only knows why. All right. Nice long break. We needed that for a moment. A little bit of a moment to breathe. Here we go, guys. You're welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. You can find us on your TuneIn app at Raz Radio. Just search it, search it, search it. You'll be good to go. Join us in the chat box. Uh, that's straight up at RazRadioLive.com forward slash chat, or you can find a little button at the top of the main page there to get to it. Uh, I guess uh, Chuck or Mike dealt with his... Uh, office and uh, had some more he wanted to complete. He got cut off a little early there. We got. Yeah, I got some wonderful, wonderful news. My load's been canceled, and now instead of sitting in Jacksonville where we left earlier, well, I get to sit in Petersburg, Virginia until tomorrow night. Wait, did you just say Petersburg, Virginia? Yeah. Hold on, buddy. Uh, give me a few minutes. I'll, I'll tweet her you later. There's something I need you to go do. <laughs> Now he's got a so, fever. So, something or someone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got I got something you might oh. like. Well, back to his question again. <laughs> oh no, never mind, never mind. You're in a different area than I thought you were. But uh, uh, I yeah, will tell. Yeah, I will tell you though that you should go to uh, you should go to Kings Dominion tomorrow and just ride roller coasters and tell your boss to fuck off. <laughs> Kings Dominion is the best. It's like a carnival experience with a theme park experience with a water park experience all mixed together and it's awesome. Yeah, you know, I wonder if they still have the Wayne's World money who haven't been unemployed for a month. <laughs> yeah, you've been out. If they don't have the Wayne's World shit, then they're I not said awesome. I wonder if they do, yeah. They're not awesome if they don't. So I've never been there. I don't even know what you guys are talking oh, about. Oh my god, it's amazing. Dude, let me tell you something. They had this roller coaster there. It's called the Shockwave. And it was a stand-up roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And man, was this thing fucking cool. It's scary and awesome. Yeah, it so, is the yeah. best place ever. I was never a big roller pro- coaster person to begin with. So, it's because uh, you're too short to ride them. Ah, <laughs> shut up. You're... I barely got them on the teacups when we went to Disney. <laughs> oh, thanks. thanks, honey. That helped out a lot. That, that was a big help. Really nice. Sorry. Nice, nice, mm. nice. Yeah, I'm not a big ride person, though. I never have been. Um, 
I don't know why. You were leery on the train ride around Disney. Oh, stop. I was not. <laughs> you were you know you're you were hanging on to one. the sides a little tight there. Yeah, it was going too fast for me. Woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Mike, you're, you're, you said you're in Petersburg, which is just south of Richmond. Are you familiar with Waldorf, Maryland? With what, Maryland? Waldorf, Maryland. <laughs> the what? <No>. Charles <laughs> County, southern Maryland, that area? Uh, I No. Okay, never mind. I, 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 I try to get through there just as fast as I can. The only, <laughs> the only thing that would make me want to stop in Maryland is either to visit Whiskey Girl and party with her or, or to go hang out with Rebel our Amp. brothers at Rebel Wayne. That's, that's, that's about yeah. it. I have my New Year to say that one. <laughs> I tried to get out of uh, Maryland as fast as I could, too. It took me 22 years. I'll tell you what. I, I got out of the north, and I never planned to go back there as long as I live. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm uh, um, a little bit over. It, it, it's about an hour and a half drive to get up there, but uh, uh, our, our, our brother Jay Wolfman lives out outside of D.C. in Virginia now. So, oh, does he? Oh yeah, yeah. He he, he lives in Sterling, which is a uh, uh, little bit Sterling. northwest of Alexandria, right there uh, on the state line for Maryland and Virginia. He'd yeah, very familiar with it. Yeah, he'd be fun. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Major Lewis is up there, too. Yep, yep, yep. Well, hey, I, I believe we'll be meeting him. Well, I'll be meeting him at least this week. Man. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's supposed to be down there, for huh? the party. Yep, he'll, he'll be down for the party, so I'll get to meet him. Uh, some other people. Uh, Dave will probably hopefully run into you while we're up there. Yeah, uh, truck's not uh, running, so I don't, I'm don't. i bound to the house. I thought you got You're still working on that thing? I, I need a fucking... Inch and one sixteenths. No, I need an inch and one sixteenths crow's foot wrench, which uh, is very difficult to find, especially when you don't have a vehicle to go drive around in it. But uh, I that? even tried to Write hire a down. mechanic to come, and they stiffed me. So why don't you just eBay it? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. unfortunately, with my current situation, you know, me not being able to go to party, I was going to bring Dave as my plus one. Oh, yeah, that would have been so cute. Oh man! And, By the way, if and, and one- we were and, and we were going to pick up Rob, too, because Rob's looking for a ride. <laughs> oh, man. we got to find Rob a ride, too. I think he's going to call in this hour sometime. You're plus one for what, Trucker Mike? I was going to be his date. For the Christmas, Christmas party. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not invited to that. <laughs> God. Why, this, why was this brought up? <laughs> it I makes just, me sad. Everybody I love won't be there. It's just, And me, of all people, like I feel so butthurt. I think there's a, isn't there supposed to be some sort of after party or gathering of the misfits? We can all know. meet at our hotel. <laughs> Will Chris be there? Will Dave be there? Will Mike be there? Does no. It matter? Nobody online right now is going to be there, unfortunately. That sucks. Awesome. All right. So let's stop talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Let's, let's move along. Let's not even talk about it at all. Can we move along? Yeah, everybody's going to start crying and yeah. we'll have all these boohoos. And oh, my God. I'm not even excited. Hey, I'm, I'm going to shift gears here. And I just saw on Bay News 9 website that a gunman wounds three in an Alabama hospital. In the hospital? In the hospital. But here's the, here's the thing. He was killed by the cop. So the guy carrying a gun stopped the shooting. Imagine that. Imagine that. Doesn't happen very often. Well, no, it does happen, but uh, it's usually law enforcement. You know, it rarely happens. We're really publicized when a, when a and, citizen and, does it. And for Toad, Chris Steiner said that you can get a monthly uh, Pinellas County pass for $8. For the bus, yeah. Um, uh, my address is in Pinellas, but I am in another county. 
All right, Chuck or Mike, we got anything for you else for you, buddy? We got another caller on the line. No, I'm pretty sure we pretty much got off the subject about uh, uh, re- required um, civil service. So. Yeah, I got everybody wound down now, so we're gonna we're gonna try to be a little pleasant and uh, comical on the third what hour do you mean here. Pleasant? And take I'm some good. phone calls. And, are you I'm, calling us unpleasant? Uh, you guys are arguing, sir. <laughs> arguing we is want, fun. What, wait, no, arguing they're, they're, is good radio. Of course it is. They're, they're, they're not arguing. They are disgusting at a high energetic level. There you go. There That's you a good name see, for it. That's what's really happening. Leave it up to the Marine it's to figure that one out. It's about the wording. <laughs> all right, Mike. Like enhanced interrogation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must be Rob on the line. <laughs> How you doing, Rob? It's not torture. It's enhanced interrogation, folks. <laughs> that's a nice way to say it, isn't it? Well, mm-hmm. that's, what they, that's what they call waterboarding. It's enhanced interrogation, not waterboarding. Come on. Did I say waterboarding? Water. <laughs> waterboarding. Waterboarding. Isn't that nerfing waterboarding? Waterboarding. Have we been visiting Jim Bean tonight? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that tweet earlier where he was going to be uh, hanging out with Hey, and, and you know what? Jim Beam, the actual Jim Beam distillery company, distributor, whatever the fuck you want to call them, part of my language, uh, actually favorited and retweeted my tweet and then even recommented my tweet while retweeting my tweet. Wow. You know why they cool. did that? You know why they did that? I know why. It's because you're fucking Rob Goddamn Revere. That's right. I better have some fucking stock in Jim Beam with as much of it as I can. <laughs> you're partially Jim Beam. Get off your ass and buy some, brother. <laughs> um, real fast, Chris Steiner wanted me to mention that if you want to get the check into those passes up in Pinellas County, if you're somebody up that way, go to gptms.com. Uh, By the way, I grew up in Pinellas County. My wife and myself, uh, out of our seven boys, I believe three, maybe even four of them were born in Pinellas County. And uh, I can tell you what, I remember when I used to ride the city bus as a teenager, and it was only 50 cents to ride the bus. And then it wasn't until I actually became an adult that they came out with that whole ride the bus unlimited for a whole day for a dollar twenty-five. And uh, and what is it up to now? I mean, that shit is so expensive these days. I couldn't even tell you, Rob. You I know, mean, what? I, you know what? I don't even know what you're talking about. I just know you're talking about buses and bus <laughs> paths and. I mean, I think you were in Pinellas yeah. County, right? Yeah. We well, what we were talking we're, about? We we're talking we're, about the. We were talking about the Christmas party and and Fort Toad having no transportation because his truck's been broken down for two or three weeks three, now. Three weeks. Yeah, so... Uh, Must be nice. And here's a guy like myself who, you know, wants to go to the Christmas party, has transportation, but has a suspended driver's license. So, uh, you, and, you know, chances of me actually making it down to the Christmas party are kind of slim as well. Do you have an <laughs> Oh. And there's no bus that goes from Hernando to uh, Hillsborough County. No, you'd have hey. to get a wagon out to the nearest bus stop anyway. I mean, you'd have to get the horse all strapped up and, you know, take the carriage. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> we could He's so, that guy up on our way. He's so deep in the woods there. We went, we, <laughs> Me and, uh, what's his face, Adam, went up there uh, to, to see him do a show. 
and we almost got lost. And it's hard for me to get lost because I, I just have that sixth sense. And holy shit, is he deep in there? <laughs> what were you going to say, Chef? Yeah, as a matter of fact, some partiers from way back when actually took some fluorescent spray paint and spray painted some fluorescent arrows on the back of each stop sign that tells you which way to go to get out of where I live. <laughs> yeah, that actually get back us. to the main thoroughfare. Well, that actually crazy. helped to get out of there. You, I remember you telling us that. We, we, that's how we got back out. Otherwise, we'd have been driving around Brooksville for, you know, till it got daylight. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You would have been in the Withlacoochee National Forest for until the daylight. <laughs> Shifty, you had something you wanted to say. What was that, bud? Yeah, I was asking you, Rob. Do you actually uh, you have a you have an invite to the Christmas party too? Well, you know, being part of dangerous conversation, I'm kind of a uh, a shoe in, so to speak. I don't need an invite. If you kind of get my drift, uh, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a, uh, a guest of ledge, so to speak, and uh, kind of like last year. And you know, I would love to go to the Christmas party. There's there's no doubt in my mind. But even if I had a way to get there on my own, I don't think I would go without my plus one, which would be my wife. And uh, so with that in mind, not being able to grab a babysitter or what have you, uh, you know, chances of me making it on Monday night to the Christmas party are going to be, you know, pretty damn slim. Oh. Must be nice to be able to actually go. I didn't get an invite. You know, <laughs> well, just saying. And I mean, you got to keep in mind, Shift, you got to keep in mind that Rob's got to get his whole tribe covered. So it's it's like you can't just hire anybody to babysit for him. It's like um, you got to bring in like an army to to take hey, you need care. A it's a tribe. Football. Hire, hire a, a fucking a, a tribe. Babysitter to babysit your baseball team. <laughs> How many kids do you have? Yeah, well, my wife and I we have seven boys together. Holy and, shit! Uh, you know, so it's <laughs> and uh, it's not it's not that easy to actually find somebody who's willing to watch all of them. So then, and uh, the last time we had a babysitter was a. Uh, Couple years ago, I think. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. If you if you have seven boys, how many total kids do you have, including the girls that you're ashamed of and won't talk about? Well, it's not that I'm ashamed of them and won't talk about them, but they do belong to a uh, a previous relationship. Oh, I was joking. An, an, an ex-wife, so to speak. Oh, uh, I, was I have a total of ten children, one daughter, and nine sons. My oldest son, who's already an adult, and you know, one more boy and a girl who's on their way to being uh, adults themselves. So my wife and I have seven boys. Hey, hey, I have to repeat to you what I said a minute ago because I don't think you caught it. I, I was totally kidding, so I'm sorry. Don't take any offense to that. What you said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make sure you whether or not I want to take offense to it or not. No, I just wanted to make sure that you knew I wasn't, you know, being offensive to you. Like I was just joking with you. Come I didn't, on, I, I don't even know what you said, but the fact I, of the matter is, hey, I mean, you're going to have to say a lot to, to really get on my bad side or to uh, offend me in any way. I'm really not that sensitive of a motherfucker. I mean, think about uh, Never mind. Anyway, that's all good. That's all good, my friend. I just figured you had all boys, and I was just making a joke. That's all. All right. I'm backed off. Happy? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Rob, what, what you got going on tonight, brother? You know, I've been sitting here. I've had a few drinks with my wife. Uh, tonight, my wife doesn't drink, like, 
ever, maybe once a year or something like that. She actually had one drink tonight, wow. which is really, really good for her. Uh, I've had about six or seven, and uh, I'm in good I, I'm in good shape here tonight. And uh, I turned on uh, NBC and said, hey, Saturday Night Live is coming on here shortly. And then all of a sudden I picked up my phone, and I, it, it said that it was like 11.13, and I'm like, oh, my God. The final, or the first fifty-two. Let me let me call uh, let me call Sean real quick. It so, is the final. Uh, that's 52. when I got on the phone with you. It yeah. is the final fifty-two. There, I mean, the end of the world is Friday. Six days. Yeah, the end of the world's Friday. So this might be the final fifty-two. Hi, well, well, you never know. Uh, again, you know the reason why I get it so confused. And, you know, I don't know what I've ever told your listeners, but I have told mine. As many people know, I do a radio show myself. Is that DC Comics took all of their comics and basically cut them off, stopped them, stopped the presses, did not put out any more comics, and said, We're going to decide what we want to do. We're going to revamp our comics and then we're going to put them back out to you here shortly. Stay tuned. It was a great marketing ploy. It was awesome. And what they came up with was the final 52 and it was what? 52 basic titles like a uh, batman superman yada 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 but there were 52 of them the final 52 that made the cut and then it was like maybe a month later you came out with your radio show the wow. first 52 uh. so ever since then i've been going back and forth the first 52 the final 52 first 52 final 52 back and forth so you realize again, he just no offense i apologize but <laughs> you're up there with uh dc comics which says a lot yeah i guess so. Uh, obviously really... you piqued my interest <laughs> definitely yeah absolutely hey and you were you were uh, part of the instruments that helped me uh you know, learn and gain and grow. So, uh, you know, much love to you for that. No, thank you very much. And no need course, to give me love for that, man. And, That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help people. And, of course, you can get Rob's show Friday nights, 9 p.m. on Rob Revere uh, Radio Net. Rob Revere Radio Net? No, not quite, buddy. No, oh, what is it? Right. <laughs> Rob, Rob net. Revere. You can download the archives at robrevere.com. Or if you want to listen live to either my show or any of the other crazy conspiracy theory, uh, crazy stuff that's on 24-7, you can go to revereradionetwork.com or revereradio.net. Your choice. I was going to say. Yeah. I only own like 50 fucking URLs, so I don't know, whatever. And you can also. Just Google Rob Revere. You'll find out I'm a big scumbag with 10 kids and blah, 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 okay? Yeah, or you can catch him on RazRadioLive.com also. Thank you. Raz Radio Live, exactly. I appreciate you uh, carrying that show there, and uh hope I didn't ruin anything here tonight while you were conversing about. Uh, how Forto Jones is going to get to the Christmas party down at St. Pete. <laughs> no, we're... Uh, sure? Last hour. Yeah, the last hour I do phone call. I like to do phone calls and try to have a little fun and wind down from the stress of the first two hours of conversation. Or oh. the second half of the second hour, as the case may be tonight. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> we got into a huge screaming match at about uh, half past the hour last hour, Rob. What? Well, would you do me a favor, because I was not tuned in. Who is Jennifer Jail, or, or, or what, what is the, uh, I don't remember what the Twitter name Je- was. Jessica, Jessica in Jail, I think Jessica it was. Jessica Jail? Yeah. She was, uh, she was supposed to be with us tonight, Jessica Beckwith. 
Um, she's an activist out of Maine. Uh, first time I heard of her was on one of the other shows, uh, Week in Review. And she's, a, you know, a, a pretty much an activist. She, she does everything. Uh, she was traveling back from D.C. at the time uh, when I had heard her coming from, uh, I, I don't remember what event. It might have been the uh, DNC that she was coming back from. Um, so I just wanted to, to hear her stories. I like to, I like to hear stories from other people, uh, people who are actually, you know, I sit here, uh, read the internet and go to my job and then do this radio show. I don't really, where I live, it's hard to get in the middle of the activity. Um, so it's, it's nice to be able to talk to people who are involved in that activity. So what is she an activist for? Can you fill me in here? Cause I'm still lost. <laughs> well, I was, I was planning on learning a lot about her. I mean, I know she speaks up against nine 11 and, and, uh, a lot of the things we talk about. So I was really exploring to learn about her tonight. Uh, I wanted to really, uh, get a feel for who she was. And that was the point of what we were going to do tonight with her. I don't know what happened, but, uh, she didn't join us. Oh, well, you know, I'm sorry to hear she didn't join you. Obviously I didn't miss anything then. Uh, <laughs> no offense. I'm just joking with you. It's uh, Saturday. But, uh, you know, I was curious because I had heard that name. I had actually seen that name tweeted around a couple of times, uh, Jessica Jail or Jessica in Jail or something of that nature. So I wondered who that was and uh, actually what kind of story she had. Well, uh, I hope she makes it on your show, my friend. I want to. I'd love to hear her story. I'm sure she will. Well, I, what happened with the the Twitter name? Actually, that's a new Twitter name she just got this past week uh, because they blocked her out of her other Twitter account because she had been tweeting too much. I forget the exact story. Uh, I got a real quick rundown of it when I was. Uh, communicating with her through Facebook, uh, so that actual that Twitter just came out this past week. Uh, so it's been active. I've tweeted out a few times, and I know uh, Shifty's been communicating with her. Um, so uh, yeah, what what Shift? Hey, uh, real quick, I want to get your opinion on this, Rob. Uh, I'm just going to read you the headline. I'm sure uh, everybody knows about what happened to Hillary today. Uh, Clinton unable to testify before Congress on Benghazi. Purported concussion sighted. Hmm. Well, what? I don't know whether she bumped her head no, uh, she... or not, which generally, you know, bumping your head would leave to a concussion. But uh, I'm a type of guy where I'm in sales, okay? I, mm. uh, you know, I, I deal in sales. Uh, my job is to get somebody to buy or my job is to take away somebody's money from them who has no interest in what I have or uh, doesn't need what I have, but uh, my job is to make them do so. And one of the things that I like to tell them is that, you know, you can make excuses or you can make money, but you can't do both. And obviously, in her case, she can make excuses or she could testify, but she can't do both. And she so obviously chose to make excuses mm-hmm. instead See? of testifying. And, you know, if we knew something, it was either going to come down to the fact that we would hear what Hillary had to say in regards to Benghazi and or there would be some excuse why she wasn't able to. And obviously, we got the excuse end of it today, and uh, it's no surprise to me. I'm not a uh, conspiracy guy, but I will say that I, 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 and it's not just because of my conservative leanings. I do think, though, that, that there's there's got to be a reason she doesn't want to talk about it. Well, no, no, that's shifty. That's you talking, right? That's me. 
Okay, hey, listen, I, I, let me say a couple things to you, then I'm going to uh, follow up with what you just said. Uh, a, it was very, very nice to meet you at the Yale House last weekend uh, at the Collin Memorial. Uh, I really appreciated your hospitality, the way that you treated me, the way that you treated others, the way that you didn't infringe on others with your video camera and with your questions or what have you. It was didn't very respectable and commendable of you, and I appreciate that. And to follow up with what you have, to say that what you just said uh, I'm not a conspiracy guy either I used to be I'm a conspiracy dropout. I'm a patriot dropout. I truly am. Believe me, I used to be the guy that was there handing out the DVDs. I used to be the guy <laughs> there saying, what do you mean? What do you mean you drink the fluoride you don't care? What do you mean as long as you have a dollar bill to buy your toilet paper you don't need gold? What do you mean? What do you mean? I was that type of guy that would shove my shit down your throat, okay? But no longer am I. And now I come from more of uh, a, a more conservatively. I, just like you stated, I truly do. Uh, so I understand exactly where you're coming from on this. But the fact of the matter is, is that these folks will perpetrate and do everything that they have to do right in front of our face and then tell us a story and we just eat it up like it's candy, my friend. Same thing goes with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is the Secretary of State. Hillary Clinton is the person who, who represents us and goes from country to country to country, uh, making relations with these countries. That is her job. When something goes wrong with one of those relations, she is the one who is to be held accountable for. If I'm not mistaken, just days after the 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 what I call for my terrorist or my terrorist leanings, yes, my conservative <laughs> leanings. Did you hear me say terrorist leanings? That's funny. My conservative leanings is that she called it a terrorist attack, and she and and it was a terrorist attack. And she says I am responsible for this, which is true. It does fall on her, but it, it even goes further than that. And I'm not really going to get into that. But let's just stop at Hillary right there. It, she came out and admitted. In a press conference and uh, at the, the ambassador's funeral in Maryland at Andrews Air Force Base, when she met with uh, Stevens, Ambassador Stevens' uh, family and said, Listen, I am responsible for this. I apologize. It's my fault. We love you. We're Americans. We'll stay together. We'll be strong. Your, your family member made the ultimate sacrifice. Well, I mean, if it is her responsibility and if she is truly at fault, then she needs to testify. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. We need to hear what she has to say about what happened because it happened under her watch. Right. I don't think you ever but, will, though. Oh, she's been no, trying. I agree with you. She's been trying. Hardly. She's been trying not to say anything since this all came down. That that they were. Her and Petraeus have been yep. trying not to say anything. Yep, they both been dodging. <laughs> they both been dodging. Petraeus did talk though. Well, and that's because, <clears throat> you know, I still, Rob. I don't know if you've heard my theory on this whole uh, this whole sex scandal uh, and what I think is going on. Um, I honestly, deep inside, believe that we have a major conflict right now within. Um, our, I, I, I hate to say our government, but within the within the, within the government that we what we live under, um, within the current administration, you want to say? Well, even before the yeah, within the current administration, um, I think we have a battle between the the CIA and the military industrial complex. I think that they are 
are fighting each other right now. Uh, and I think that's why we're seeing all these admirals and generals that are, that are in, in the form of being a true p- patriot, that they believe in this country and that they support this country and would do anything and feels anything this country does is okay. Um, they're not ready and they're not willing to watch this country fall apart. And they see that's the next step coming. And I think that's, that's the battle we're seeing between the, the, the banking-led CIA and the military-industrial complex. Yeah, but Sean, that, that, the, the generals and animals that you're speaking of, they're not the military, they're the military, but they're not the military-industrial complex. That would be your corporations that are creating the arms that they're selling to our government and foreign governments. That's the military-industrial complex. You're just speaking of the military heads in general. But but in, in a world where where America is the superpower and it's out fighting wars all over, that, that is the military-industrial complex because if you look, a lot of these generals, when they retire, end up in those, uh, in, fir- in those firms and those agencies that support the military. So it's still, it, it still is part of that complex when we're talking about America being the world power. So when I use that term, military-industrial complex, that's, that's the – maybe I'm not using the proper term, but that's the context I'm looking at it in as, as America being the superpower. And, and these guys aren't willing to watch America be destroyed, which is the next step. So that, I guess that – Rob, what do you think about that thought process or, or have you thought about that direction at all? No, you, you, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, there is obviously a faction of the uh, of the government, so to speak, maybe even of the uh, shadow government, who would like to see us, you know, be adopted and adapt into this new world order, into this global government under UN control. And then there's also, uh, you know, a faction of the government and people that are in this in these various AB. ABC, uh, ABC alphabet organizations that uh, still believe in the oath in which they took. You got to remember, it's kind of like the the Masons, so to speak. You know, you've got the you know the thirty three degree Masons who think they're at the top level of everything. When come to find out, they're actually the porch monkey of it all, and uh, there's actually degrees even higher than them that they don't even have a clue about. Uh, so I mean, it's the same thing. It's so compartmentalized that, uh, you know, these very people are fighting against forces uh, within themselves and they don't even realize it. Yeah, that, and that is a big part of the problem, too, is the, is the compartmentalization that, uh, yeah, I see you laughing, Dave. Um, that, that is a big problem that, it, that we see with it. I just, <clears throat> Stephen Pachenik, I've listened to a lot of what he talks about uh, I don't know if you've ever. I'm sure you've heard of him. And, and Steve Pachenik. Steve Pachenik. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Um, I, I just I listen to a lot of what he says, and that's kind of where I've developed and, and gotten that idea from is from his speaking. And I, I want to say I, I have to agree 100 uh, percent with what you were saying last night on your show uh, about Alex Jones with the uh, fake crying uh, article that came out. Um, I found that very distasteful myself. No, no, that wasn't me. That was the guy that I had on the phone with me. However, I do agree with him. So I apologize for interrupting you. But 
I mean, you weren't agreeing with me, you were agreeing with him. He was the one that stated that. And I mean, I even have clips from about eight years ago of Alex literally fake crying on air. I swear to God to you, you can't make this up. I have the audio. Like, Alex has the documents, I have the audio. I've seen the video, um, you know, even, what's his face, Uh, Glenn Beck has done that. I just think that was poor taste, and I don't really think that has anything to do with with the factor. Now, the point they were making, um, I I have to support, which was, you know, we are killing hundreds of children a week, a day, whatever it be now, uh, overseas with bombs from from, uh, drones and and all different manners. So, and that's one of Lexi's big things, and she talked about that earlier, is... You know, we we mourn over the loss of the children here in our country, um, killed in such a senseless, sense, senseless manner. While we we allow um, the people that what we put in in uh, in leadership positions above us to uh, to do the same thing in in the same manner, almost. Yeah, well, but but we don't we don't rally around all the children that are dying from diseases that could be prevented in our own country. Or for starvation in our own country, homelessness, um, who, who die because of weather conditions because they don't have a home in our own country, you know, just they, they're just publicizing the shit like the shooting, and, and and they do for days on end, and they block out any other media that might be of other relevant um, news to report. You know, they, they, you got a Dr. Brzezinski who may well enough have the cure for cancer that save thousands and thousands of children a year and they're not rallying around him. Oh, this is going to sound really terrible coming out of my mouth, but, you know, things like that. Mm. I got to say, you know, there is natural selection in this world. What bothers me, though, is, is choosing to take an innocent life. For what? And it happens on a daily basis, and it is happening at our government's hand. And that's what bothers me, and and that's what I would like to bring into light and reflect upon when we see how tragically it affects us when it happens in our own country. This is happening consistently in other countries at our hand. And why are we not affected this way when it occurs there? You know, I couldn't agree with you more. I'll give you, a, you know, a, a great example to shed light and and to basically substantiate what you said there. You know, today I read this article which stated that you know all of the kids that died in yesterday's shootings were aged either six or seven years old. And I have a six-year-old that goes to school, and 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 all I could do is think about him. And I and, and I almost cried. I didn't cry. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that I shed a tear, but I was damn friggin' close to actually crying. I literally had a little chill bump uh, up and down my arm, kind of like when uh, I heard that Colin Brady died. Uh, The fact of the matter is, though, how would I feel when I hear a report that a drone strike struck uh, in Jalalabad, Pakistan somewhere, and uh, and killed, uh, or, or a drone strike hit a, uh, a mosque of um, uh, a school 
school where Muslim children were uh, attending school one day and all 69 of them died, would I feel the same way? Would I, would I come to almost the verge of shedding a tear the way that I did today? Probably not. And that's pretty friggin' sad, being a human being and can almost shed a tear over 20 children, six and seven years old, dying here in my own country, and 69 children dying in another country. And, well, it's, and, like, it's, like, it's like the difference of having um, so, somebody murdered across town and having somebody murdered on the block that you live on. It, it's not in your backyard. And, and, and that's where the same mentality and indifference comes from because it's not in your backyard. Having a, a couple dozen children die in a foreign country as opposed to having a couple dozen children shot and killed here in a school is here in the school is in your backyard and and it's publicized that way and it just leads for the next few days if it happens it's a footnote if it happens in another country but shouldn't shouldn't we shouldn't we be just as disturbed by that because it's at the hands of of people we entrust i mean we should be but there is a there's a divide there's a lack of empathy there's an increased desensitivity going on in our society where we don't connect with children among the world we connect with children among our nation among our country among our state among our country there's divide there's divide going on it is not bullshit i mean come on think about the millions of dollars we fucking raised in the 80s with that damn song for children in another goddamn country or to eat while our children here in America starved. But I think, and don't get me wrong, I mean, I'm not being mean when I say bullshit to you. I actually say bullshit with the utmost respect. But when you, but, but really, I, I digress. Sean said the magic word. The magic word is entrust. We entrust our government. We entrust our government to protect us. We entrust our government to protect. What did Obama say yesterday? Did he wipe the fake teeth from his eye? Our children. But on the other side of his face and at the other side of his mouth, he's killing our children of the world. It just blows my mind. But then again, there is a great disconnect. Even though there is a connection, don't get me wrong, there is a great disconnect between children in other places and children here in our own backyard. That's what I'm saying. There's a big divide there. There's a separation there's a way for us to block all of that out, to ignore it, if you will. And that's what we're doing. We do it on a daily basis. When I hear that, you know, 150 kids in Yemen are murdered, I'm angry. When I heard about this massacre in Connecticut the other day, I was I was driving. I was on my lunch break running some errands in my car. I'm listening to you know a normal radio station that I listen to on a daily basis and they're normal. talking about, listen I'm not going to lie <laughs> I, I I cried I felt sad I I have cried several times since then not you know sobbed but it did bring a tear to my eye it really really did and there what? and it made me realize that I do disconnect while I do recognize what's going on in in a greater distance I guess I could say when it was closer to home it really really bothered me
Well, here's another way to look at it. If it was to happen in England, people would have a little bit more emotion for it. In Germany, they would have a little bit more emotion for it. it when it happens in a third world country, it, it's like it's that less than human mentality for those types of humans, for those types of people of the world. They, they don't look at them as the same type uh, of, like, like it's, it's a less than human mentality. They don't feel the same as they do as an American child or an English child or you know, a, a European child, because um, they're less than human to, to most people. They're not of the same class. Right. I, I get what you're saying. Maybe uh, from your perspective, but if you put yourself in well, their shoes, from my they're not looking at it that view. way, yeah. sir. <laughs> they're not yeah, looking at it that way. all over me, and uh, I'm wearing <laughs> just a, a, a thong or something. Like, come on, man. That's just like the media. If a white girl got kidnapped or a black girl got kidnapped, which one winds up in the media more? Well, the white girl, of course, and we know great, that, and we see that. Great analogy, great point. You just hit it on the head. Who is that? Is that Trucker Mike? Yeah, it's yeah. Trucker Mike. Yeah, great friggin' point, Trucker Mike. You nailed it right on the head and, and show how much class warfare is actually put right there in front of us. All, every day we have class warfare in front of us. Uh, we got another caller join the lo- join the call here. Two one four area code will be the caller. Who we got there? You there? Yep. Go ahead, man. Hey, dude. It's Nick in Austin, Texas. Hey, Nick. How you doing, buddy? Hey, buddy. Good, dude. Which- uh, hey, so, hey, everybody. <laughs> what hey, you got everybody. for us, brother? <laughs> no, no, but I'm. I almost want to agree that. Is that, uh, Sean, is that your wife in the studio? Yes, yes, that's Lexi. I, I, I really want to, Lexi, I want to agree with you. It, it, it feels like when you hear about a distant murder or something, it, it feels like you're less connected. But I, I really think that it's almost because you're, uh, oh, my gosh, I don't even know how to say it without sounding like a total asshole. But <laughs> it, it just feels like they're, it feels like you're, it feels like they're going to be stopping the next generation of terrorists. And so you don't even feel like you're that connected to it because it's almost like, oh, well, they killed some of their own. It's not going to be as bad. Or our drones killed some of their own. It's not going to be as bad. Nick, Where, let's, let's look at this the other way, though, Nick. What if what if what we're doing is is making the next generation of terrorists? What if what if what if we're breeding them by our our aggression towards them? That 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 that's what's making the next branch, you know. Well, why isn't it being uh, spread around the news? Why am I not hearing stories about some lone wolf terrorist, or maybe some Al Qaeda terrorist, or maybe even some uh, supposed terrorist that was set up by the FBI or something who bombed the uh, Social Security building out in Arizona? How come that story there isn't relevant enough to be on the news and to be on the the front page of Drudge Report and to be put in front? me every single day and, and pushed down my throat like the story yesterday. 
Because they have an agenda behind this story from yesterday. There's always an agenda behind what they push. Uh, the, the, the stories they push to the forefront, the, if you dig deep, there's a reason that they're the ones we see the most. Uh, like we were talking earlier, Rob, I don't even know if, if, if with everything yesterday, if you even caught this one, the, the 3,000 troops and the, the Patriot missiles going to Turkey. You know, I mean, uh, of course, there's troops that are headed to Iraq, and and this is headed to Turkey. Yep. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very aware, and I understand how these stories are covered up, and they're covered up by other stories that are sensationalized uh, for the public. Right, exactly, and that's what we were talking about earlier when we first started the show. Uh, Shifty, we, we we were we were toying around whether this was a false flag or not. Um, right. and, and I don't claim it is. I, I honestly, I don't believe it is. I just believe that they're going to use it for whatever their agenda be. But um, we got into that whole debate of of false flag and why they're used and how they're done and 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 what was the point behind this and why it could be and why that question comes up in our head um, because of the fact that nobody talked about the troops. Nobody talked about the troops going to Iraq. They didn't talk about the 3,000 going to Turkey. They're not Syria all of a sudden. We're not really talking about that. So what are they doing in the background? It can't be helped. It's, it's going to come up. Yeah. But wait a minute. As, as spread thin as our military is, unless the troops are being sent into North Korea or into Iran, I'm not sure that it's even big news anymore. I mean, it's like every other third day we're sending people out to new countries. You got your eye off the ball, though. See, see, then that's just what they want. Your eyes on Iran. But, that's but, why. But wait, you wait. understand? Even if even if this thing hadn't happened yesterday, even. You know, even if it wasn't for for Iran, it would be something else. And the thing is, it just I'm so desensitized to them sending five thousand or ten thousand or eighty thousand or I think in this case it was only three thousand. Right. But to <laughs> us sending these these massive amounts of troops and then you know and we shift them around, it's just like you know when they tell you. Uh, that a certain amount of money for gambling is going to be earmarked for uh, for education, but it's in lieu of. So to me, you know, th- they do these big moves before Christmas, and they're like, oh, we're bringing home 3,000 troops, but we're sending 3,000 troops to <laughs> fucking Morocco, you so, know? So, well, I'll tell you sensitized to it, but you don't even hear it is what you're saying. Right, right, I don't hear right. it. Even if this other story wasn't going on, I just don't hear it because it just doesn't matter. I think that that uh, you know well, that's, when when that, 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 that's what they want, Shifty. They want you to become desensitized to it because once you become desensitized, you become complacent. And, you, and when, when you become complacent, you're not worried about it because it doesn't affect you. My my point to you is, isn't necessarily that. I mean, I get that, but what I'm saying is is that. I really, truly believe, even with that knowledge, that it's really only guys that think the way that you guys think that are going, well, wait a minute, they're just trying to take my eye off the ball. They're not trying to take your eye off the ball. We're just moving around these fucking troops so much. There's no ball to take the eye off of anymore. We're just desensitized to it. We've been moving around a lot of troops. I don't think that it's how they're trying to get us. I certainly don't think that they killed 20 kids so they could move 3,000 troops without, you know, having to talk about it. I, I mean, understand what you no, mean. No, I understand. Hold on. Hold on, Mike. Hold on. We're going to let Nick in here. I understand what you mean, what you, what you mean, Chris. Uh, but, Nick, we've come around a big circle from your question. What do you – go ahead with your thoughts on where we just went with that whole, that whole subject. Well, no, I, I, I just want to say as a former Patriot missile officer in the Army, uh, these – you know, Patriot missiles are the first ones that are deployed in any kind of conflict. And, you know, they're bringing in the German Patriot missiles, they're bringing in uh, other Patriot missile uh, battalions and batteries. 
And, I mean, it's basically we're going into Syria. There's no doubt in my mind that that's going to happen and that plans are already made for that. It, once they start bringing in Patriot missiles to defend strategic uh, strategic bases or strategic targets, uh, that's going to happen. Uh, I, I agree with Shifty that it wasn't, you know, there was no... Uh, the, the 20 kids massacred uh, weren't, you know, isn't a cover-up in any way, but it is a nice media cover-up to just slide it under the table and say, oh, hey, we're going to do this, and but no even, one's going to know about it. It was convenient. Even, even if the biggest truth. story in the world was that this this officer in Texas gave a $100 bill to this guy while giving a ticket, which is a great feel-good story. You guys should all look it up. E- even if that was the biggest news in the country, I still just don't think it would matter. And you can find I, it at RadioLive.com. So, so forget about the false flag. I think that even... It, nothing it just doesn't matter but by the way real quick side point wouldn't it be great if instead of being called patriot missiles they just came out tomorrow and barack was like i think we should uh start calling them freedom missiles freedom missiles yeah yeah from the from the uh uh what, what did he win the uh, nobel peace prize yes exactly <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting close to the top of the hour here uh, i'm gonna let trucker mike let's have you get a last like minute or so to to say your goodbyes and we'll go to Rob and then uh, we'll wrap up with you Nick and that'll be the show I, I got much left to say on the fact I just um, hope Rod gets his shirts in soon and you remember to get some fat guy size <laughs> um, Sean check your email download it uh, and you, that way you have something to play next week I got gotcha. you after the day after the end of the world <laughs> um, get some shirts made up soon and I have some uh, cop lot stickers for you. All right, excellent, cool. All right, brother, well, I'll see you next hey, week. Hey, don't, don't, don't forget my sticker when you come up. I won't. I got it for you. Uh, I'll see you next right. week, and I'll give you a call when I hit town. Wait, 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 before you let Trigger Mike go. Mike, are you still there? I'm still here. Hey, I want to say something to you. This is Rob. Real quick, I just want to let you know, I got some stickers that I I found in a box. I was digging through some boxes here this past week, and I actually found some old school of your radio stickers that I actually have for you to fill in that little space in your back window there. So uh, with that in mind, uh, I do have some stickers for you. That's all I want to say to you. <laughs> yeah. Cool. cool. Peace out. Uh, All right. I'll, 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 uh, I don't know when's the next time I'm going to see you, so I'll, uh, I'll send you a message with my physical address. And if you want to All right, perfect. Message. That's perfect. 44 cents. I, I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to rock with you, Yeah, wait, we need them all the way around, Rob. Yeah, I got you some stickers. I know you were asking about stickers, and I just heard you say something about uh, big boy shirts. So uh, <laughs> when I do get more shirts, which is coming up here real soon, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I may end up uh, doing business with 810 Graphics. Not quite sure yet, but I'll still put their name out there because they still uh, actually have a pretty good deal. Uh, um, I, I believe me, uh, big boy shirts are uh, in the works here, okay? Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking forward to it. All right, excellent. All right, Trucker Mike, we'll see you next week. Have a go and be safe driving. Oops, I hung up real quick on him. My my, my button finger was quick there, Mike. Oh, Sorry, swift. brother. <laughs> that was swift, wasn't it? Uh, all right, Rob, you got a little wrap-up you want to give there, brother? Yeah, all I really want to say here tonight is uh, thank you for uh, – Give me the opportunity to call in here and I can talk to you folks. I know you hear me on Ledger Show on Dangerous Conversation on Radio IO, but
but uh, you know, generally I play second fiddle over there. Maybe not even second, more like third or fourth or fifth fiddle, uh, which really isn't my boat. But I do the best that I can in that spot. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you let me call in here tonight and uh, just kind of let loose. Shifty, I meant everything I said to you earlier. Lexi, I meant no disrespect to you here this evening. Uh, I love you to death, and your breasts are awesome. And uh, Sean, <laughs> really much keep up the good work, my friend. Thank you, brother, and uh, I can't Rob. wait to see you soon, hopefully. You have a great night, guys. You too, you too bro. Bud. Talk to you soon. And Nick. Um, I appreciate you reached out and found us, man. Uh, um, it's nice to have some, some new callers. No, there's new listeners. We definitely had a lot of new listeners tonight. Um, and you know, yeah, sorry, I, sorry, I stammered so much, but I love interacting with you guys on uh, Twitter and everything and all the IO shows. Uh, no homo, Nick. <laughs> yeah, no, no homo. Uh, but Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to y'all. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I'll try to, if I call in next time, I'll, uh, try to get my thoughts a little a little better but i've been drinking on twitter with rob tonight so <laughs> oh twitter little, drinking's little fun discombobulated. <laughs> excellent Nick, thank you for listening man yeah man thanks a lot all man right. we'll talk to you soon have a good weekend all right you too buddy peace out bro so that was a, a very enjoyable very uh information packed uh informative fun show and I uh love party line radio man that is that's fun shit yeah, and it's nice when everybody can do it, and they, they sit down, they, they handle themselves well. That was a great job. All you guys have called in. Uh, you did a really good job. That's the way to do it um, until we can finally get a phone system of some sort figured out. I know uh, Kevin's got one worked out in his, his studio, so they'll actually be uh, using the Skype line, uh, answering on a remote computer, and then uh, shifting them around. So they got it all figured out. So uh, uh, kudos to them for figuring out that whole system on their end. If I had a couple people sit with me, I could probably do that. But too I could far. talk. I could, uh, they'll be able. To, I'll find out what they're doing, and then uh, I'll see if I could transfer it to you. All right, uh, we'll we'll work on it. See what we can do. Um, Shifty, let's let or uh, no, Dave, uh, yeah, Shifty, let's let you wrap no, up. Your... Dave, go ahead, Dave. All right, Dave, Dave go ahead. You first. Dave. Yeah, I don't really have much to to say. You know, I've I've pretty really? much spoke my piece. <laughs> you did. Oh my god! I just heard the devil get his. I just heard the devil get his uh, winter coat out. Whoa. <laughs> You're done? Well, I'm it? also, there's no four loco here, so, uh, you oh. know, I, I tend to be quiet. No! <laughs> I was looking for it, damn it. I want my four loco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to miss Colin. All right. All right, uh, then Shifty. All right. Um, All right. Guys, you know, it's been a tough week, and, uh, um, I uh, I just think that it's an appropriate thing to do uh, before Sean closes out the show uh, to kind of have a moment for the uh, the very young victims in Connecticut. Um, so I'm going to tell you their names and ages. Uh, Charlotte Bacon was six. Daniel Barden was seven. Rachel Devino, 29 years old, teacher. Um, Olivia Engel, six years old. Josephine Gay, seven years old. Anna Marquez Green, six years old. Dylan Hockey, six years old. Don Hotsprung, 47 years old. Madeline Sue, six years old. Catherine Hubbard, six years old. Chase Kowalski, seven years old. Jesse Lewis, six years old. James Matali, six years old. Grace McDonald, seven years old. Anne Marie Murphy, 52. Emily Parker was six. 
Jack Pinto was six. Noah Posner was a six-year-old. Caroline Pravati, six years old. Jessica Rakos, six years old. Aviel Richmond, six years old. Lauren Rousseau, 30. Mary Cholach, 56. Victoria Soto, 27. Benjamin Wheeler was six. And young Allison Wyatt was only six years old. And God rest all their souls. Yeah. And Merry Christmas to their surviving families. Hell of a Christmas they're going to have. Well, wow. way to bring the show fucking down, man. Wow, man. No, hey, to, you know, I went until the end for that, and I, you know, I just, I, you know, these stories become a lot more real when you put a name to them. And I, re- you know, I, I realized that while I was reading it 15, 20 minutes ago, and I just thought it would be the appropriate thing to do. Yeah, what got me was the ages. I mean, because the average age, aside from the adults, the average age was six years six. old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a rough but one. Six fucking years old. I mean, Mikey's what four, right? Yep. Four. I think that I think that was a whole classroom, guys. Yeah, um, it I was a whole class. We're reading in the studio uh, that uh, an entire classroom was taken out. So I think that was an entire what would have been either a first or a second grade classroom of children. Well, as we uh, as we listen to our closing song uh, here at the first fifty two, let's remember them. And uh, I, I think this song is actually. Uh, semi kind of fitting um for a good uh a thought of the the lost um again as fathers all of us shifty you haven't hit that 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 plateau yet of that age but you'll get there and uh you know i've got a a 17 soon to be 18 year old i've got a 12 year old and a or a 13 year old and a four year old and it it's a lot to think about so just listen to the lyrics of this song as we go out tonight and remember those children, and uh, remember your loved ones. And we'll next. see you next week if the world doesn't end. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth What it takes But it takes a long time In the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real they tend to be fake when I'm risking it all with no time to waste. Fuck this bad race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destinations made. With the sunset hung behind us and the universe to blind us from the moon, we'll watch the whole. Moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO, lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go. I don't know how I got
guys so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity